Enough's enough. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men in the Machine. I am Kevin, and today we got the the uh, Parada Boys, uh, the appetite with appetites for destruction. What? I don't know. We I, was try- boys. I was trying we to boys. I was trying to make like a wrestling intro type thing. <laughs> so I figure if you guys just use like a Guns and Roses shtick, like I can picture DJ with the top hat. And you wear the bandana with the okay. cut jeans. You know, oh you're... my god, it's the Parada Boys music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I and mean, then... most of my jeans do have holes in them. Like for some reason, they all get a hole right See? here on this. You're... Like it's... every single pair of jeans I have that is like these are the button fly. Uh-huh. Oh, the worst. Oh, well, I actually prefer the button fly. What? They're awesome. Yeah, I like it for when you go up to the urinal. You can just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. But then you have to one, <laughs> two, three. Like it's it's not not a good but, end game. For whatever reason though, there's this one like crease on all of them. I have three pairs of buttonfly pants, and they all have this exact like rip in the denim right here. It's like, it's the center between your knee and your jocular area, mm-hmm. jocular region. Is it because of the recreational knife fighting? Yeah, probably. I guess. But you guys would come out. You'd be Axel. You'd be Slash. Except your names would be like. Rear axle, like a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I like it in the rear. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be like slashed with an ED, so it's not quite slash. And it would start legally distinct. Yeah, and it would start with like the but then it would slowly transition into November rain, and you would just make people cry. Okay, but with your with your hardcore awesome manness, obviously. Yeah, right. Are you saying we're coming wangs out? Uh, I don't think they let that happen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they let that, but... So yeah, there you go. There's your personas for in the future. Okay. Uh, Jake and DJ. And that is the intro to this episode that's about Return to Oz. Uh, uh... I bet you didn't see that coming. The unofficial, official sequel to The Wizard of Oz. But it's the sequel to the book, The Wizard of yeah. Oz. So it's not the movie, The Wizard yeah, of they, Oz. Yeah, they, they, I was, I was reading about it today because I was so excited about this freaking movie and how much, I watched it as a kid. My parents got it at like Salvo or a yard this sale or something. This is definitely a movie that if you've watched it as a kid, you're going to just love it the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is one of those distinct genres of mute movie where it is definitely intended to be whimsical, but it will traumatize you. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. It's so the guy who wrote the books, whose name I don't know off the top of my head. L. Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. What a gangster name. He didn't have to look that up. He just knew it. He just, I know. He's so much better than me. He. Uh, so the first movie was based off the first book, except it was very loosely based off of it. It was just the story. It's kind of like how World War Z was based off of World War Z, the book, even though it was not even kind of the book. Yeah, like, I, I started reading World War Z, and I was like, when does Brad Pitt <laughs> yeah, show up? Where's the handsome lead <laughs> who runs away from the fast zombies? And that's how The Wizard of Oz was. It was, hey, L. Frank Baum made this. Let's just kind of take that and make it more uh, whimsical and fun. For yeah, him. I know that, that, like, this one feels more like what I believe the novels are supposed to be so like. So what had happened was, did... Uh, the company, whatever, that Disney eventually bought the rights from, bought the rights for the other two books, for the next two books. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they tried to make it, set it in here, I'm not going to look it up, we're not going to be super accurate today. They were going to make a TV show about it in the 60s, I think it was, that never took off. And then in the 80s, kind of like how, did you, do you guys know the story of how the first Fantastic Four movie was made? To keep the rights. To keep the rights, Mm -hmm. that's what Disney did. They were like, uh, 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 why don't we do this? Um, so they pitched the idea of it and the people they got to write this movie said, you know, that first one, screw it. This is technically a sequel to it, but we're going by the books, not by the movie. Mm -hmm. And obviously when we get into it, 
It'd be like if someone read Alice in Wonderland and watched the first Disney version of Alice in Wonderland and how fucking bizarre it was for them, different-wise. No, but that's the important thing, though, is that unlike Alice in Wonderland, it's not trying to be all dark and Tim Burton-y. Like, the movie's clearly intended to be whimsical, but it's Although it does definitely have Jack Skellington in it. It does does have Jake's best portrayal to date uh, in a movie. I really respected it. I didn't know you were that big in the 80s, but I'll believe it. But, yeah, no, uh, what I mean is it's not like that modern thing where, like, oh, this is a dark take. Yeah, we're going to take That's the... That's not what they're doing We're going to take the, the book source and really kind of try to do it right. This was just like, hey, we're going to write a story. Holy fuck, that was creepy. Like, they clearly think what they're writing is super whimsical and yeah. fun, but it's yeah terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's definitely that thing, like, you know, when you pitch the idea, it sounds whimsical, and then when you... Put it on screen. It just... They have wheels for hands. Yeah. What the hell could yeah, they Yeah, they're just that? wheeling around. You know, they're having a good time. They got some heelys. Yeah, they're the wheelers. I mean, the heelers would have been better, but Joey people would Wheeler? have confused them with dogs. It would have been a whole thing. <laughs> but um, your story about how they made the movie uh, also explains a lot, because that explains why there is no one in this movie. Yes. So they gave them, actually, a for for the time it was made, which I believe was either 85 or 86. $26 million was the budget for the yes, movie. And, and it flopped. It flopped. Hard. It flopped locally incredibly hard. It made one million in its first week, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" And North America, yeah, eighty-five. North America, nineteen eighty-five, I should say. North America, it grossed eleven million dollars in yeah. the USA. Yep, on a but, twenty-six million dollars. Yeah, so they lost money here, but internationally, it didn't blow up, but it did really, really well. Um, and then it even says here in the Wikipedia, you know, it has since acquired a cult following mm-hmm. as these sorts of things. Kind of like how Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, is the biggest movie of all time in China. Obviously, yeah. Who wouldn't want to see it? It's a shame, because while you can tell this movie was obviously pretty cheap, like they mm-hmm. were working from a budget here, it's actually not a bad movie. I think, yeah, I actually had a theory about the budget when we get to the later parts of the movies that ended up being actual story, and that surprised me. And we'll get there. It has to do with the Gnome King. But uh, this fun fact, while we're talking about it, this movie received an Academy Award nomination for Best Visual Effects. I can see that. It lost out to Cocoon, which I don't know if you guys have seen Cocoon, uh, but... That actually does have Wolf from Brimley. It <laughs> this one just said Brimley Boss. It, it, it lost out to, to Cocoon, which makes sense, but it was nominated for Actually, it. no, the stop-motion effects look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah uh, I, like all, st- I like stop-motion I effects. I think the, though, so. the set design, the, the so, character, yeah, this character movie, styling was great. This movie may have been just to keep the rights, but it seemed like everyone on the project was actually, like, trying. Yeah, they... they it's, it was, not, it's not one of those movies where, like, everyone's like, yeah, just throw some shit together and call it a day. It was based on The Marvelous Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz, so the next two. Um, and it was directed by a guy who I don't know at all, Walter Murch. Mm-hmm. Who no. also wrote the screenplay, according to the credits. Yeah, which I, I don't know any... Here, here's his filmography. Uh, the Oh, my God. 1958, he did his first uh, notes re-edited thing for Touch of Evil by Orson Welles. But anyways, uh, not counting any supervision roles or anything like that, he was uh, an editor. Okay, so apparently he was a really big film editor. Like, all of his... Okay. Nomi- yeah, like, that kind of makes sense, though. When all you of see, his like, awards and stuff. Because a lot of the visual effects were decent for this movie, so yeah. it makes sense they'd have, like, he, an editing background. He did uh, sound effects for The Godfather. He did uh, sound editing and re-recording for American Graffiti, which was George Lucas's first film, or mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, he did more sound editing for The Conversation by Francis Ford, Lo- uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Apocalypse Now, he did all the editing for it. Ghost... 
He was the best film editing for Ghost. <laughs> he's, uh, so he's been attached to a lot of films. He is but... apparently a producer slash, you know, behind the scenes film editor. Mm-hmm. And after that, it kind of ramps up. He actually got a ton of stuff. But as far as directorial stuff goes, I can't That's find pretty any. much it. Yeah, I can't find anything he actually directed besides this movie. So count it. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Uh, anyways, and it is starring the great, I can't say her name and I don't want to goof it up, Feruza Bulk. How would you say that? F-A-I-R-U-Z-A is her first name. I just say Bobby Boucher's girlfriend. Yeah, Bobby Boucher's girlfriend. Yeah, she would later go on to be the water the girl. Water boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is the water girl. Um, and if you see her face, you know, I at least know exactly who she is. I've mm-hmm. seen a couple of her movies, but... Uh, I can, like, she's one of those people that, like, I always recognize, and I feel like she has been in more things I've seen than The Waterboy, but oh, that's yeah. all I can picture. So, she w- that, this was her very first, uh, like, official role. Um, and somehow she is the biggest name in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was no, in... No, 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 no. Oh, that's the, true. The guy that plays uh, the Tin Man that has no speaking roles is probably the biggest name in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, he's one of those guys that plays, like, a lot of extras. Like, you've you've probably seen him before, yeah, but you, like, if you've you seen... don't... Re- you don't remember him from anything. And you won't, because he is in a full Tin Man suit in this. You will not recognize him at all. With no words. Yeah. And like, the Tin Man suit also has, like, little arms and little legs, so I'm pretty sure he's just the guy in the body. Kind of yeah. like, like an R2-D2 situation, which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's like the pre-Doug Jones. Yeah. And so the movie I was thinking of, we were talking about earlier, was The Craft. I don't know if okay. you guys have ever seen it. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's about witches, and she's the one who goes evil. Because she has that. As a kid, she does not. I'll give her that. In this movie, she's great. But as an adult, she definitely has that, like, badass bitch vibe. Like, she'll kill someone with a pen for snoring. I mean, that's her character in The Waterboy. So exactly. <laughs> and it's perfect. But anyways, Feruza Bulk. We'll just call her Feruza. So, the movie starts with Feruza Bulk, a.k.a. Dorothy Gale, mm-hmm. not being able to sleep. And there's a conversation with her family about how she has been an insomniac ever since the tornado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now if your frame of reference for this is the the movie Wizard of Oz, you'll first be weirded out by the fact that it doesn't start with the track Breathe. Um, <laughs> and also, Dorothy has de-aged by about 10 years. And that yes. too. Despite the storyline picking up and moving just as if it was the next day. It, that's exactly what it is. It is yeah. basically like... It, the house is still in shambles. They are yeah. rebuilding the house, and Dorothy hasn't slept since the tornado. And the yard has like shit strewn about, and there's yeah. pieces of wood sticking up. And right, but yeah, Judy Garland was like in her twenties when she played Dorothy, and also and on. It was really role, weird to like, see her reprise role yeah. again. And she was on an insane amount of methamphetamines while filming that. Movie there was again. so much wrong with the Wizard of Oz. The way it was like made, so yeah. many people died during it, which apparently was very common in the thirties to use benzedrine to keep your actors like awake and willing to work i believe that and just benny and the jets they were just freaking hyping them up on methamphetamines like here come on we need you have a little yeah the production of that movie sounds like a death march god it was but, it um... totally was so it picks up right there house is like half in pieces they're all sleeping in the living room and she has not been able to sleep since the events of mm-hmm. the tornado. Obviously, no one believes her. Which they're, they're attributing it to she's having these crazy nightmares that yeah. are keeping her awake. She can't sleep through the night because of it. Yeah. Because she can't not tell Auntie M about Oz at she's every a kid. opportunity. Yeah, she's always I mean, talk- she just had a magical adventure where she befriended a lion and right. a, a See, metal man. Which I have, to, I have to ask before we go f- to the next scene or the next major moment. 
the first Wizard of Oz is kind of like, I haven't read the book, I've only ever seen the movie, mm-hmm. and I've only read a handful of articles that touched on this. It's kind of like an analogy for like a happy place, right? It's like something bad in your life happens, this is where you go for your well, yeah, like everything mental in, sanity. Everything, it, it's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland sort of deal. Yeah. Like in the original movie, all of the characters she meets were played by the actors in like the black mm-hmm. and white section at the beginning uh-huh. because they all represent different people in her life. Yeah. So like the Tin Man, the the Lion, and the Scarecrow were all a bunch of farmhands that she yep. knew. Um, the Wicked Witch was the lady that wanted to put Toto down. Yep, because the dog was always in the neighbor's yard or whatever. And the wizard was like a traveling snake oil salesman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, this movie doesn't do it justice because there's no neighbors anywhere. Their house is in the middle of a field. No one in like a... Thirty-acre circle. Well, maybe maybe all of them lost their house completely. The, this the is houses the, got this picked is, up. Yes, yeah, this is this is the one house that managed to stay a little bit. Maybe after the tornado. I won't deny it, but uh, so that's what I always assumed the first movie was at was about. As you know, it, it's about like having that re- reprieve, reprieve. Whatever is that word? Reprieve it, is what you're. Looking yeah, right reprieve now. where you can like go into your happy place, make an adventure, and all the bad stuff in your life isn't happening. Right, and it makes sense when you think of the context in which the movie was made, because yeah. the movie was made during the Great Depression, and which this like, movie takes that and ramps it up to like eleven, because she's having these insomnia, not insomniac, insomniacal. Mm-hmm. There's my word, insomniacal issues. Insomniacal. And, we'll make it up. We'll make it sound a little better. Yeah, I liked my way, but yeah. Uh, so they decide that, hey, you're no help on the farm, we're going to take you to the doctors. And the doctors is obviously a super muffed up, turn-of-the-century electroshock therapy type psychiatrist. There's actually an ad in the newspaper which says electrical healing. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even know that. That's where they found him from, the ad ad in the newspaper that said electrical healing. Get in the horse and buggy and head on down. And he pulls out this, they're, they're chit-chatting, and he's like, oh, so what? where were you, and when was the last time you saw us? The usual condescending mm-hmm. doctor bullcrap. I've, yeah. I've never been to a psychiatrist, but I have to assume you they're just exactly assume that they're like all, that. It's always exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just lay on a couch, and they're like, so when did you start? So why are you an idiot? This is how this goes, Doc. This is where it became apparent to me that they were following the book more than the uh, original movie, because she explains to the doctor the origin of the Tin Man, which... Is from the book, and this is and it's horrifying. I, yes, I, I I have not read the Oz books at, at all either, so my frame of reference does come mostly from the movie. Yeah, um, but I did know about this because it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, this was actually really fucked up, and here's what happened. Yeah, like how when you learn about the origin to uh, the what was that song, the Ring Around the Rosies, how it's yeah. all about murder and death. It's mm-hmm. like about the Black Plague. Or yeah. Something. So so when you learn that, that's what this is. Yeah. yeah okay. The, tell it. And the origin of the Tin Man as is in the book and in this movie, is that he was a normal woodcutter who uh, the Wicked Witch kept cutting his limbs off. No, he accidentally chopped his own leg off. So he gets a tin leg made, right. and then the witch goes, ha, 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 womp, you're going to do this over and yeah, over. Yeah, he was like cursed enchants- with clumsiness or yeah, something. Oh, so God. what happens is uh, his hatchet gets enchanted mm-hmm. that he can't stop hacking off his own limbs. His own body. And, and turns- they do actually, they don't call him, the, like, he is the tin woodsman, woodsman. yeah which is how it is in the book yep. yeah not just the tin man mm-hmm. so yeah he basically keeps cutting off limbs and replacing them with tin limbs until he's all tin yeah mm-hmm. uh except his heart oh no wait he even loses no, that he, he needed because he wanted yeah, to get a heart from that's the right wizard. he's trying to get it bring it bring it back for the honeys it, yeah obviously what, what else do you need a heart speaking for? of the wizard you're not going to really see much of him in this movie i think he gets name dropped once 
Yes. Yeah, and I think that he just says that she went to the wizard to get home before. Yeah, which makes sense because at the end of The Wizard of Oz, you know, he disappears to never be yeah, seen he again. He flies off in the, in the yeah. blimp. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows where he's going or why he goes there. Um, Again, both in the in the black and white section and in actual Oz, the wizard isn't an actual wizard. He's just a swindler. Yeah, yeah pay no man. attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly, he's, he's the one guy who goes to and from Oz, just like her. And again, this is a, a book thing and not a movie thing. So, famously, at the end of the movie, Dorothy does know it was a dream. I had the most wonderful dream, and you were there, and yeah. you were there. Like that's a famous line in this. No, she th- she really went to a mystical world yeah, and wants to tell everyone about it. She's and... sold on it. Mm-hmm. So their genius idea is leave her at this doctor's office. They're going to take care of her, and you can come pick her up tomorrow. Yeah, which... and Auntie M is fully trusting of this lady that looks like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like, she looks like, like, she's the stereotype of, like... Scary nurse. Yeah, like... She you, she just she might as well just be walking with like electroshock probes well, like just ready to she go. She has that like black dress on with the big shoulders yeah. and the. She frilly... looks like she got into costume as the Wicked Witch of the West, <laughs> and they just didn't face paint her yet. Pretty and, much. And the, the the scene instantly turns from like really classy oak interior design with stained glass to white walls insane asylum you're gonna sit in a room with one of those steel prison beds. They basically put her in the same place that uh, they put Raven in Titans. Yeah, yeah, at the bottom of the of the nuns, yeah. uh, what you call it. Yeah, this, this movie predates Jacob Ladder, but they did some Jacob Ladder shots in here. Still haven't seen it. Uh, I'm supposed to watch. For it. reference, Jacob's Ladder is a movie that Silent Hill heavily drew its inspiration from. Is that is that official? Mm-hmm. Yes. Neat. Uh, so they take her back there, and obviously you know what they're going to do, because while she's in the office, he brings out his friend. Yes, his friend. It's got eyes, it's got a nose, yeah. it's got yeah, a little tongue. He's trying to explain this robot like it's all... Or like this, it's a friendly this thing. This zappy machine, like it's a friendly yeah. robot. And uh, so they bring her out, and she gets the sassiest line ever. They put her up on the, gir- on the, the, the bed, the hospital bed, to take her to get shocked all to hell. And they want to strap her down, and they're like, well, it's to make sure you don't fall off. She's like, well, I rode here on a carriage and buggy all the way, and I didn't fall off that. Honestly. Bitch. <laughs> Dorothy gets a few really good lines yeah. in this movie. Well, she's, that, a real, she's real snappy. That's one of my favorite things about this whole movie is it's full of snarky, sarcastic 80s humor, kind of like The Princess Bride and whatnot. It's it's very, the chicken has, well, we haven't gotten to the chicken, but the chicken has nonstop snarky lines. I was very confused as to why the chicken was there, though. Like, it, it's I, I would have to read the book to know better, but I, I mean, it seems like it was the only way to bring them in for well, the plot. They device. do establish mm-hmm. the chicken on the farm. Yeah, like, she is really well, yeah. fond of the chickens on the farm. But the chicken and wasn't with her when she. Uh, no. So, so what happens is uh, the place gets struck by lightning. And oh, and she did find a key on the farm too. Oh, that was a, that was a good there was point. a shooting star at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. She goes out. She's talking to this chicken, who whose name was. Uh, like a Belina or something like that. Um, I think that's sort of Belina. Belina, yeah. you, you had it. She's talking to Belina the chicken, like mm-hmm. it's her friend, and because the chicken's and pecking looking... at the grass and it flicks a key into mm-hmm. the air. Yeah, she's looking. She's, she thinks it's laying an egg, but it's a key. It's like a metal yeah. key. Because, oh, and they even say that at the beginning, Belina hasn't been laying her eggs. Mm-hmm. They they point that out, like, oh, where's your eggs, Belina? Belina's getting old. She's about to become yeah. dinner. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So. The, but the key has the word Oz on it. And she so. stores it in her in her dress and never lets it out of her sight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the place gets struck by lightning, and uh, all the power shuts off, and they're like, oh, g- gadzooks. 
and this little blonde girl who you see once earlier. I'm uh, talking like in the window when she's talking to the In doctor. the window, and she's in the room right before she gets taken out on the hospital bed. Yeah, they have a little yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah. in the she room appears and then disappears and then she like just a disappears. ghost. Gives so, her a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Importantly. And then, uh, so she shows up when all the, when everyone's gone, and she gets her I out of the bed. I actually didn't, uh, I didn't catch that bit of foreshadowing. The the whole movie was, I mean, so was the first Wizard of Oz, I guess. But yeah, the whole movie is like really, Yeah, I didn't, really I didn't catch her giving the pumpkin for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they escape, you know, oh, we're going to run away. And they, you know, classic chase scene, hide from people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a real Scooby-Doo type <laughs> thing. And uh, they get outside and it's spooky. It's dark. It's at night. It's raining heavily. And they're running from that, that mean nurse lady. The big, the big bad. I don't you remember like, her name like, at all. You but. couldn't be a scarier looking person. <sighs> well, so this is one of those moments of, as a little kid, it, it went one of two ways. Like, oh, the perfect analogy I can think of is, for me, Hocus Pocus scared me to no end. Really? And all my brothers loved Hocus Pocus. They're like, it's a fun, it's a fun movie for everyone to watch only. I was like, that movie's terrifying. I don't ever want to see it. Hocus Pocus? I didn't like it. The, mm-hmm. It was witches. I don't like witches. I mean, now I'm okay with witches. But as I, oh, here, let me tell, I'll tell this story, okay? I'm not crazy. This happened. I I'm not crazy. Vividly, this happened. There's always the good start to a question, to I a statement that isn't going to be crazy. Vividly <laughs> remember as a kid. So everyone's had those like dreams that you can't tell if they're dreams or not dreams. Yeah, like and the then, haunted uh, lodge in our Indita's backyard. Exactly. That so exists. I had a very real moment. I'm not even going to call it a dream because it was real. We did a lot of car trips, me and my family, to Texas every year. It's a 32 hour car drive. We don't mm-hmm. stop at hotels. It's just driving to and from the whole way. Mom sleeps while dad drives. Dad sleeps while mom drives. And I know for a fact I was sitting in the window seat, and I was get, it was late at night. Mom was driving. Everyone's asleep in the car besides mom, obviously. And I looked, out, mom. I looked out the window, and there was a witch flying alongside us, pointing at me. And I got very scared, and I curled up next to my brother. That was I know that was real. Okay. You can't tell me otherwise. I'm gonna give you the. I know what I seen, woman. Okay. <laughs> I know what I saw. <laughs> yeah, mermaids are real. Um, and it so anyways. Witches, when I was a kid, were were one of my things. I had many. I had leprechauns. I had sharks. I had Mike Myers. You just terrified of everything. I was. I was a very, very scared kid. And I blame my mom for that 100%. But witches was my thing. So Hocus Pocus scared me. And I could see how this movie... Like, I think Christy would even have trouble watching it today. Maybe. I oh, think wait, even... Hocus Pocus? She loves Hocus Pocus. No, no, this. this, this no, I, I, yeah, yeah. We watch it every Halloween. It's like her favorite movie. No, I know she loves Hocus Pocus, but this movie, yeah. I feel like she'd be like, well, that was way spookier than yeah, I wanted I feel like we had the exact opposite uh, effect with horror movies, because our mom, like, got us horror movies for Christmas when we were, like, six. because yeah, she's a gangster. Like, we got the Nightmare on Elm Street series. At, but, like, my younger brother, like, Nick had to have been, like, four when we got that for yeah, Christmas. Right. She basically went up to us and was like, hey, you know what movies terrified me as a kid? Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's watch that. Let's yeah. check this out. <laughs> like I was probably eight, and we watched Jeepers Creepers as a family. Jeepers Creepers freaked me out. Well, so that was my thing, and maybe that's why I was more scared. Dad can't watch anything scary. Like he that's watched, a little sweetie. Oh yeah, he watched uh, Dracula, the original one with Bella Lugosi. Okay. Um, with my mom when they first started dating, and he couldn't sleep for a week. He said, <laughs> and none of my, all of my brothers are the same way. They don't mind them now, but as kids, none of them would watch it. They were all just like, "No, we're good." So it was only me and mom. Mom was not scared of anything, but I would curl up into her like a baby kangaroo. I was like, oh, oh God, oh, crap. And, oh, that's, I'm scared of everything. Now, I've gotten better. There's certain things, but I've got... So... Yeah, so speaking of horrifying, 
Yeah, she does escape, but you skipped over the part where before that, they strap her to a gurney, wheel her through this horror asylum. Oh, yeah. There's people screaming the whole time. Yeah, you can hear screaming Lots in the background. They bring her into the room. Did you notice up... the screaming is like the laughs from the wheelers later on? Yes. It's mm-hmm. like the same exact soundtrack they grabbed. And they call that the... the uh, Spooky little girl says that the people screaming are the ones who they broke. Yeah, they're the broken men or the yeah. broken people or whatever. Who so they lock in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. basically, they're That's the people that people have already know. gotten the electroshock and it just warped their brain. Yeah, because as we know now, electroshock does not work. <laughs> yeah, uh, they... Well, they did They did studies that prove low dosage, like like less than 9 volt battery a lot levels of shock there is, is good for your brain there is some level of success in like seizure patients and stuff yeah and they did it on uh, learning uh, second languages they did it with people and then they put <laughs> i always thought that was funny uh, education talked about it once they uploaded their findings to the internet and people mm-hmm. went oh you only need to put you know 0.25 amps into my brain. Oh, I can make that at home. And people were dying because they were like, I can do this. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. hook myself up to a car battery. Yeah, because <laughs> people were learning the, the study that they did. People learned languages at like twice the normal rate. You know, you, mm. you would go into class and walk away actually knowing what you were saying as opposed to real life where you just kind of say C to the teacher C. every time. Although, did you guys take French or Spanish? I, I took Spanish. a little of both. Okay, respect. I, I did you. like a year of French and then two years of Spanish. Even better. I don't. I don't respect people who took exclusively French. I got no. Res- I got who no took, time. Who like no one took French. We were Craig only. Like, I took French. Took French. I took French yeah. for one year because there was like a girl I had a crush on in the class. Well, then you, you, well, you got it. Okay. I mean, then you just got. It. Uh, we only had French and Spanish. Some other schools had different languages, but we just had those. And it was like 80-20 Spanish. Did you hear that? I think the wheelers are upstairs. Yes, it was totally the wheelers. Uh, so yeah. Sp- the the beginning of the movie's really freaking spooky, and it never it picks up for like a second. I'd say the like the scariest part of that is after they hook her up to the machine, and they're about to flip it on, the power cuts out. Mm-hmm. That's what saves her from being. And then everyone's shot. suddenly out of yeah, the room. They leave, We're gonna leave her. <laughs> they leave her in this pitch black room, strapped to the gurney, and th- because of the power's out, now you just hear the sound of people screaming well, in the background. And, and the doctor just goes like, oh, darn. He says yeah. something really dumb. Not again. Yeah, it was something super corny because this was, they, they even do a moment of like, we're headed into the 20th century, mm-hmm. the century of electricity and like lights and all that shit. So this is all pretty new for them. Yeah, they make a big deal. Like uh, when she's first turning on the light, like it's definitely like foreign to her. Yeah. Constantly. Like she like. Like she's like pulling the knob or whatever. I can't remember. Like, Did at the beginning of the movie when they're in the messed up house, was it all candlelight in the house or? Yeah, I, I couldn't. Mm, remember, I don't remember. Yeah, they had no electricity. It's like a, it's a little house on the prairie. Yeah, they yeah. Got going. So they start running, and obviously that evil nurse sees them trying to escape, and they get outside, raining. Yeah, the, muddy. the other girl, the mysterious ghost yeah. girl, frees her. And uh, they're running through the woods. They slip in mud. The person sees them and screams at them. Anyways, they end up in the water. This is fall into a rushing which, river. This is less scary than your house getting picked up by a tornado, but it's portrayed as, oh, they're going to die. Like, that one was kind of corny. You have the stuff going by the windows in the original. It's all like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. This one was like lightning, pitch black outside, and a scary lady trying to grab your clothes while you're running away. And they fall into the river and just get washed out. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not just washed out. There's stuff in the river for some reason. So these were like flash floods, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, look- well, so they did mention that the uh, 
like I mean, way later, but you do you do actually see it. Like when I when they brought it up at the end that the house got hit by lightning. Yeah, you do see it get hit by lightning yes. as they're running. You away. never see it catch fire, like they say at the mm-hmm. end, but you do see it get hit. But so, also, that doesn't explain why there would be a whole bunch of furniture. And stuff oh yeah, there. there's just pallets and and yeah. walls and whatever. So she yeah. gets into she finds like, like a cage. Yeah, like a, like a crate. Into. You know, like so when you go to the well, you guys have never been to an auction, but when you go to the auction, farmers bring all their chickens in these huge like four by four. It looks exactly like that slatted. Kate, mm-hmm. like maybe a foot and a half tall cages, like just enough for each chicken, and they're just full of chickens. I think that's what that was. That makes sense because this is also where she meets the chicken. Exactly. I think that's what she was. So she we wait- do we do see a big wide shot of them in what I described as the Great Kansas Ocean. Yeah. Well, now we're transitioning to Oz. Yeah. So, so we were going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was a magical <laughs> river, and all of a sudden they're in Oz. Um, so she wakes up, and you believe she's still floating in the ocean, mm-hmm. and there's a chicken. Belina's back. Yeah. Uh, and she Who's has a voice, voice now. sounding like an old lady. Like a 70-year-old lady who's yeah. sick of your shit. Pretty much. Um, she's the just chicken's like, actually pretty great. She's just, like, trying to get her egg out, basically. Yeah. She's, like, groaning and... Uh, and they wake up, and she's like, well, how big is this pond? And she goes, oh, it's not... Uh, uh, Dorothy goes, it's not a pond. And she stands up, and it pans out. The camera pans out. Which, they're in, like, a little puddle. Yeah, they're just in with rocks around it. And then... As they're talking, Belina goes, oh, water's gone. And they look down, and all of a sudden, now it's just sand. Yeah. Like, it's just Oz being Oz. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Uh, which, this is the first time they point out, or they don't point out, they just let you assume that Dorothy knows way more about Oz than she ever learned in the first movie. movie not book, yeah. <laughs> um, because she instantly recognizes it as the... Uh, desert of I think it's just the desert of death or something yeah or something like that. and uh, she's like don't touch the sand you'll like just so chill don't touch the sand anything living that touches the sand instantly turns to sand mm-hmm. we get on the rocks we'll be okay and she just starts hopping with the chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> like she's so again this is a kind of terrifying concept but it's played with whimsy yeah, and, it's, yeah, very and it's, nonchalant. it's been done a thousand and one times in all these different things Alice in Wonderland uh, the um, what are those it's just a very... what are those C.S. Lewis books uh, uh, through the Looking Glass. No, the that's, uh, no, that's a uh, Lion, the, the Witch, Lion, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, okay. The Narnia it, books. The Narnia. There we go. That you know, it's been done there, where these people go to the world they once knew, and they treat it with some some level normal, of then. respect. Yeah, they're like it's there, normal. There's but, two movies I can think of that are close in tone to this, mm-hmm. and that would be Labyrinth. Labyrinth, has to be one of them. Labyrinth yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, the never-ending story. God, I love the never. Yeah, that's a really oh, cool. The first one or the second one? The first one, most. No, the third one with Jack Black. <laughs> he was in the third one. Yeah. Yes, he was the, the villain. villain. He's the villain. <laughs> what? I don't think I've ever seen the. Third. Which <laughs> it's one? It's not good. <laughs> which one's the one where they have to fly through the statues that will kill them instantly if they look at them or whatever the hell that was? I think it's the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's first the second one's one. with the swamp of sadness or, or the horse, swamp of sorrow where the horse dies. So that's the saddest scene. Like any that, that, that traumatized kids. There's one scene sadder. I still the the saddest mo- for me as a kid, not counting like actual adult stuff with really mm-hmm. fucked up scenes. The saddest scene for me ever is Shadow trying to get out of the mud pit in Homeward Bound. Okay, that's a good one. Oh, oh yeah. Where you, where you don't know if he survives until, like, right at the end where they're calling for him. And all of a sudden. And then, then like, actually get you with the bait and switch where, like, the su- kid's like, well, where's Shadow? Yeah. And, um, oh, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. So and that... then Shadow comes limping down. And you're like, oh, yeah, he yeah. made it. <laughs> it feels so good still. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, so this, I just, it's straight, it, like you said with the whimsy, it's just like, you think maybe she'd be a little more 
cautious, but she's like, oh no, she's walking on the rocks. And, and she's then, even like doing the one two hop. Kind of, she's like, kind of thrilled to be back in Oz. Yes, because yeah. that's what she's been trying to get. Like, she wants yeah. to be back in Oz. They walk out, and she's like, oh great, don't worry. It's a lunch pail treat. Yeah. And she walks up through the the tin can lunch pails, which was that you guys at work I had this discussion with. Um, lunch box versus lunch pail. No. I had no. it I had it in a group chat, so it must have been the one with Greg. I, I say lunch pail. I've always said lunch pail. It's just a thing I did. They call it lunch boxes. They've always called it lunch boxes. So we ended up, it became a whole internet search thing, and apparently it's like regional, mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, most of the Northeast is lunch box, and like New York, Pennsylvania is lunch pail, okay. um, which it started as construction workers took literal pails metal mm-hmm. pails with their lunches in it which is actually what's growing on this tree yeah yeah it's the metal yes, ones it is um, it is a pail um so they, they they pull them off they have like apple uh or like strawberry i guess is what i would call it the leaves that cover the top but they're meant to look like apples mm-hmm. but they have like an apple core like looking thing yeah they she pulls the, the, the the acorn lid off out yeah. inside and instead of seeds it's a ham sandwich like wrapped <laughs> in like butcher sandwich. paper and yeah everything she's too. like one now one for later and mm-hmm. they take it which is apparently a big deal Cause they right, because they're getting spied on by. Um, okay, let me uh, let me let me stop right here and say the bad guy of this movie is the gnome king, mm-hmm. and his henchmen are the gnomes, mm-hmm. as would be natural. I want you, if you're if you're listening to this right now and you have not seen this movie, to picture in your head what a gnome looks like. Yeah, it is not a it is gnome. Not these. <laughs> it's not a garden gnome. That's not what they look like. Gnome, in this these movie. are all the rock eater from the, Neverending Story. No, yep. they're, they're they're like the rock eater from Neverending Story, but uh, the rock biter. Rock biter. Yeah. They're gargoyles. They're, the the actual gnomes you see that at the end. they're goddamn terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ones you see at the end are like gargoyles. They have like pointy ears and like fanged mouths and stuff, but they can also. They exist in rock, yeah. so they are just always yeah. sh- shifting through. They're rock. not quite like golems or gargoyles. They have kind of an amorphous quality yeah. to them. Yeah, they're where... clayface. Clay if yeah. anyone knows Batman, they're like clayface. Mm-hmm. And basically, any rock, like a gnome can just transfer its conscience into any rock. Yeah. Um, and... Which I like to believe that they have. it takes them time to travel through the earth. Like, I like mm-hmm. to think it's it not It does just... seem that way. Yeah, it's not just face show up, face go away. It's like slide through we also do need to mention that it is a big deal that she has a chicken with her yes uh which we find out which i'm assuming no you we guys... find out like so we find out right away well, no, I, there's, I a, meant, I there's meant... a gnome spying on her at the tree which yeah. you just see like one of the ro- the rocks that are, everywhere she goes the rocks keep like growing a face yeah you just see a pair of eyes and then maybe mm-hmm. maybe a mouth or something which is all done with like stop motion animation yeah. and as we said earlier it looks it looks pretty cool actually which, without spoiling i'm assuming you guys knew why the chicken was a big deal like what the ending was going to be I didn't know it. I knew that the chicken was going to be a big deal in yeah. the ending. Like there had to have been some reason why, yeah. but I didn't know specifically. Okay, so um, yeah, the rock reports to the gnome king. Yeah, and it's the main one. This guy's voice, whichever rock this is, is the one that's talking over. You never mm-hmm. hear a different gnome talk. You only hear this and, and the, the gnome, gnome king. king. Um, and it tells him, and he's like freaking out. And then mm-hmm. uh, keep an eye on her. So he watches, and Dorothy. Well, he's finds... not so worried about Dorothy, but when he mentions the chicken, the gnome king's like. Well, chicken? well, so I put some. We'll get there. I, I won't say it yet. I'll get there later. But there's a reason for the gnome king to be intimidated by Dorothy, uh, right? And, and not just the chicken. And mm-hmm. we'll get there. So it keeps checking in, and then it lets him know there's a chicken, and and she finds her home, and she explains to Bellina all the oh, this this is the home that mm-hmm. you know this is how we landed. This is where the witch died. 
Well, where the hell's all the mu- munchkins? Yep. Yeah, all the munchkins. Never see a munchkin. Freaking Dunkin' Donuts ruined the term munchkin for me. Because, like, <laughs> you just I just expect some donuts hopping well, around. I feel like maybe I'm mispronouncing or, or misspeaking uh, when I say munchkin now. Because I'm like, wait, am I. Are they both the same thing, or is one like Munchkin, and I'm just a not, Munchkin. and I'm just not remembering it in my head? Right? Are we going to be resurrecting the is a Munchkin a donut hole? No, 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 no. Even Kevin admits that he was not trying to argue that a Munchkin is not a donut hole. He was just trying to argue for Albert, who cannot he form needs a logical thought sometimes, and no one's willing to help him. <laughs> yeah, Albert's just the worst at argument. No, a Munchkin is not a donut hole. It's just the hole of a donut. <laughs> yeah. I, think he, I think he actually said that. <laughs> so anyways, uh, she starts getting nervous and she's like, where's the yellow brick road? And she looks over and sees this aim, like all destroyed. You know, it, it basically looks like something like if you've seen in, uh, I can't think of a movie offhand, but whenever there's something like going under the ground. And Tremors. They, Sure, yeah, Tremors. Sure. When Tremors is going through the town yes. and it's making the gravel yes, just exactly. the, not the gravel, the blacktop. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the it looks like something did that to the yellow brick road. Also, there's a new Tremors being made, just so you know. I'm very excited. Which you know, it makes sense that they could do that seeing as the gnomes are terrifying earth elementals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything in the ground is their power. So um which actually they're not alive, but they are, because anything living in the desert dies and mm-hmm. they show up as rocks in the desert, so they're Gucci. Yeah. Um, so anyways actually that's what the Dome King is trying to do he wants to be alive yes uh, it turns out that's his ultimate goal yes which is why Dorothy's such a big deal mm-hmm. um, because the way we'll get there so they start following it and the gnome reports back hey they're, they found the yellow brick road they're heading in he's like that's great good because there's no way they're getting by name help it was like mom something princess mamba mamba mambi mambi there it is Princess Mombi, the Black Mombi, and uh, she's. I want to say is it took her a lot less time to get to the Emerald City this time. Oh yeah, she. Yeah, it's like right next door. As <laughs> yeah, it turns yeah, yeah. out, it turns out she landed in the parking the, lot the of the Emerald fields. City. They just spent a lot of time in that scary forest with the lions, tigers, and bears, and well, then they got real high in the poppy field. That's why it seemed. <laughs> yeah, and that longer. field is not flowers anymore or anything pretty. It's just like Emerald you, City isn't pretty either, and there are notably r- no emeralds. Yeah, run down. Trees growing all up in there, buildings collapsed, obvi, and a big, sp- for, they have spray paint in Oz, apparently. It kind of looks like they're in Machu Picchu. Yeah, instead. and it says, beware the wheelers. Mm-hmm. And probably everyone has seen this scene at some point. Yeah, the wheelers are this movie's version of the flying monkeys. Mm-hmm. That's their whole purpose. Except they're way spookier. And less agile. Yes, so, <laughs> they are not. They're fast, but not graceful. Yes. All four of their limbs end with a wheel, and they wear helmets that are also a face. So while they're wheeling, and you're looking at the top of their head, it's this weird metal, stupid face. And then they look up, and they have like makeup and colored hair and yeah. stuff. And they're okay, like, let, let me describe these guys because they sound kind of silly when you just hear it, but they are actually kind of I mean, the stuff of nightmares. So wardrobe style, they look like everyone from the future and Back to the Future. They look like the bad guys in Batman Forever. <laughs> they, yeah, they do. <laughs> the ones that are in the weird future. So they, they're all like they're all they're all like dudes with like their faces painted. Like, they're like wearing like pale makeup. Yes, uh, and they have like colored hair. Although the main one that you see without the helmet is like kind of balding. It kind of looks like reddish a, hair. It kind of looks like a freaky clown man. Yeah, um, yeah kind of yeah. looks like Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks um, like Doug Jones. But the the thing that's kind of freaky about them is that their arms and legs are just a little too long. 
Yes. And they, yeah, as their name implies, they all end in wheels, and they just kind of go on all fours and roll around everywhere. And if you watch some of the stuff they're doing, it's pretty impressive how they can kind of, like, so if you know... Actually move? Yeah, if you know, like, ice skating or rollerblading, do you know the cross step when you're turning? Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, you step over the front in front of you, and you can turn. I watched them do that on all fours. They're, like, doing, like, a four-legged, like... <laughs> Oh, it was impressive. And they have roughly the level of energy at all times of the Mad Max War Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> My uh, blood is chrome. Yeah. They, they, they can talk. But Witness they're mostly, me. But most of the time, they're just screaming. Yes. And it's like kinda... a, a laughter cackle. Yeah. A <laughs> laughter. Right. So one thing that we should mention is that these are not gun gnomes. No. They are gnomes, N-O-M-E. Oh, okay. Didn't know like that was Alaska. A, yeah, didn't know that was a... What? What about Alaska? There's a, no Alaska. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying that from now on. Be like, oh, we're talking about mashed potatoes, not boiled potatoes. Be like, oh, yeah, mashed potatoes, like Alaska. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do from henceforth. Um, but before we see any of these wheelers, we're just letting all of them. Um, she explores the city everyone's turned to stone. She mm-hmm. finds Some the lion. Some people are missing heads. Yep. She finds the lion, and she finds the tin woodsman, mm-hmm. both stone. Then she finds these dancing ladies that look kind of like pixies. You know, they've got the flowy dresses and mm-hmm. all that, with no heads, uh, which is spoopy. And <laughs> Belina says, like, oh, that's awfully irresponsible of them, or something like that. So they've lost their heads. Oh, that's irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. So I will say it's uh, the, the way we see, like, the lion and the tin man, mm-hmm. it's reminiscent. It looks like they were fighting something before they got turned to stone. Yeah. The tin man has his axe raised over his head. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's about and to the lion is, like, in, like, pounce position. His back legs mm-hmm. down, his front legs forward. He's, like, Looking, so I would believe that. I will yeah. say the Tin Man looks kind of like a cutesy robot in this movie. Like no, the characters don't look like what you would think they'd look like in, no, uh, if no. you'd seen the Wizard of Oz movie. They look Tin like Man's kind of a cutesy robot guy. They look like what you would expect the um, the the pictures yeah, that are looks, drawn look, at the beginning like a of a chapter. Yeah, you know how the chapters start with just a little. Yeah, that's what I picture. And the lion looks like an actual lion, but with a human face. Yeah, not like, like a, a dude like in a lion a, suit. Not, not quite a human, but like you know, anthropomorphic. It's it's a I little mean, friendly. Kind of imagine a sphinx. He kind of looks like yeah. a sphinx. Yeah, I get that. And uh, obviously, then the wheelers show up, and they have been told. I'm assuming they've been told to get the. Oh no, no, they haven't. They said, uh, "You shouldn't be here. You have a stolen lunch pail and, and a, a chicken, chicken, and we're gonna make you pay." So they chase her into an alleyway and lo and behold there's a little keyhole that she mm-hmm. can use her key for and she goes inside and you're introduced to my fa- my pot. favorite character my second favorite I, character I would, yeah he's the beatest pot he's, i would yeah. actually agree i think tiktok was my favorite TikTok, character. he is the official army of oz it's yes, a one-man yes. <laughs> army who requires a wind-up for his thinking a wind-up for his speech and a wind-up for his action or moving mm-hmm. that run out really quick and, All and the time. The reason why I keep calling him the beatus bot is because he does just look like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, well, he's a little rotund robot. Yeah. He's got like a he he kinda looks like a little rotund caricature of Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, he's <laughs> got he's got the nice fluffy mustache. He's got the big bulgy eyes that look like they might be glasses. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the awesome metal hat on for some reason because he's a robot. Why would you put another piece of metal on top <laughs> of him? I don't know. This thing is pretty adorable. Like, Jake, you described him as kind of like the proto Baymax. And I think that's dead on <laughs> yeah, what this he guy like, is. He is and his role in the movie. He, he's got big spring legs. Mm-hmm. Little tiny arms, but big spring legs with big circle feet that he just kind of boom, hobbles boom, around on. Boom, boom. 
The instructions on the back of him say that he can do anything except live. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the distinction between living and not living is actually a pretty important theme that reoccurs a lot in this yes. movie. Yeah. Uh, especially when they when you meet uh, two more characters that get added soon. Mm-hmm. So they come out and instantly she's like, you got to have a plan, TikTok, uh, to stop the wheelers. And his plan is turn into a helicopter and just spin his arms around as fast as possible. Yeah, I want to I want to point this out because this is this is kind of interesting. So we actually learn how the key got there. Yes. The key was uh, sent by the Scarecrow, who became the King of Oz after the wizard left. Yep. And the Scarecrow basically sent it. To like, he knew that the wheelers were coming and the gnome king was going to do what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And he basically sent it to Dorothy as like a call for help and then put TikTok in the room that the key unlocks so that she would find yep. TikTok so I that he could help stay her. Stay here until Dorothy shows up. The, the scarecrow is actually pretty clever and is doing some machinations here, which I guess mm-hmm. makes sense because he did get a brain at the end. Yeah, and he is the king. Yeah. Come on, man. Everybody wants to be king. <laughs> Uh, so they come out and yeah, he just like, he's like, go up the stairs and then the wheelers surround TikTok and he literally just, the center of his body just starts spinning, yeah. smacking everyone. It's really comical. Like he's <laughs> just spinning around with the lunch pail. Like the lunch pail is his bludgeon and the wheelers just keep running into him. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, they're not very graceful. So they basically so. can't help but roll at him full yeah. speed. And mm-hmm. they get smacked down and they catch one. Yeah. TikTok catches one. Um, which is a little goofy. This is part of that, like, whimsical, like, sure. It's these two little metal fingers holding on to the end of a coat. And he's just like, I got you, and I'm overpowering you. Well, he's basically just, like, pinching that... You know that point on your shoulder that it really hurts if you press yeah. that Yeah, he's spocking him. He's, he's spocking him. Uh, and they bully him into telling uh, uh, telling them where to go to find uh, Princess uh, yeah, whatever. Sa- well, he yeah, he says that he works for the Gnome King, and they're like, where's the Gnome King? And he's like, Princess Mumbean would know that. Yeah. No, actually, so he doesn't say that uh, they're looking for the Scarecrow, and the only person who knows where the Scarecrow is yep. is Princess Mumbean. Yep, they don't know about the Gnome King yet. That's true. Uh, so they go up there, and uh, they walk in, front door wide open. Mm-hmm. They just walk in, they walk straight up to Princess Mumbean, and they're just like, Hey, where's the scarecrow? Huh? She's just you... playing like a lute, uh, like a really yeah, light. It's like so. Like it actually sounds like just background. Like it yeah. sounds like just a track that's playing over. But it's actually her just ding, playing it. Ding, ding, ding. She's sitting on an extravagant chair in this like palace of mirrors, gold and and mirrors. Yeah, with these weird looking like they're like candelabras that look like chandeliers, but they're on yeah. the floor. I, nobody it's knows. Kind of a, it's it's an interesting looking. Place. It's Oz, man. And Princess Mumby is also interesting looking because it's like this pretty lady, but she's wearing a dress made of spikes. Yeah. yeah, her whole back of her shoulders are just these huge blade things that are just a power move. It's like if you took some lady and told her to dress up as a Skeksis from the Dark Crystal, <laughs> also a movie that's whimsical and horrifying. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Although they are oh, that's, making... That's, that's the big difference between this movie and Labyrinth, is uh, Labyrinth has Muppets in it. Yes. Uh, well, the Dark... There's, there's, Dark Crystal's different from Labyrinth, but they, right? Yes. But also Dark Crystal has Muppets in it. They're making a sequel to the Dark Crystal. They're and making I believe, a series, I think. A yes. series, yeah, and it's Netflix uh, mm-hmm. exclusive. Yeah, it's going to be good. 
The uh, yeah, the uh, there are there's definitely some puppeteering going on in this movie. Yeah. But the puppets are not quite Muppet quality. They're no. they are shy of Muppet quality. The chicken looks goofy when it decides to be a puppet. Sometimes <laughs> it's a real chicken, and sometimes it's a real. It's usually puppet. a real chicken. Yes, most times, except for when it's stationary. Like anytime mm-hmm. they're moving, she's carrying it. Well, not anytime, but most times, uh, it's a real chicken. Which also, so in the next scene, uh, uh, Princess Mumby leads her. To go put on something a little more appropriate, mm-hmm. um, and your friends can stay here, meaning the mm-hmm. chicken and, and TikTok. And when she goes and she puts on her new head, this is when you yeah, see they take her into a hall of heads, which is terrifying. This yeah. is where you see all the heads 30, turn to look at thirty-one. I think it is Th- thirty heads plus her original, um, all in glass cases. Yeah, all they all, they all just her. look like marble busts, yeah. but they're actually heads. And like, they're looking at her, and she finds one that she likes. This black head number four. Yeah, pretty lady. Takes the head off and puts this head on. (laughs) Head number four kind of looks like Terrifying Witch Lady. Close, yeah. But we know it's not because we get that head later. Uh, So she puts that head on and they decide to have a discussion and she's like, oh, wow, you're you're so pretty. Not like really beautiful, but what what was her exact words? It's it's, it's very condescending. You're attractive. You're you're not not conventionally beautiful, but there's something attractive about you, some quality. Like maybe in a few years you'll be... You'll be good looking. Uh, not beautiful, of course, but <laughs> yeah. you'll be, you'll, you'll pass. You know what? I'm going to put you in this tower. Solid six out of ten. For like ten years, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take your head. Yeah. How's that sound? And obviously she freaks out. And this is the part where I got a little upset that they use a real chicken. Because she grabs the girl, starts pulling her out, TikTok runs out of action. Yeah, TikTok <laughs> goes to help. Yeah, so it's important to remember that TikTok has three cranks. Yeah. Thinking. Speech. Speech and action. And action. And his action runs out, so he's stuck there, and then she just grabs the chicken by the legs and is running with the girl in one hand and the chicken in the other. And the chicken is, like, flipping shit. They used a real chicken and decided to hold it by just its two legs, and its wings are going she's nuts. She's dangling and, a chicken. Yeah, well, she's, like, her arm is, like, swinging. Mm-hmm. She's throwing this chicken around. Man, they're lucky PETA wasn't around. Oh, I'm boy. pretty sure PETA was around back then. Yeah, but. well, they didn't. They weren't following the right stories, all right? <laughs> Uh, and she opens a door for, to the, the top tower thing, tosses the chicken, tosses the Dorothy in, the Dorothy in. Um, it's and basically her junk closet. Is yeah, is. which will become Dorothy's prison forever. Mm-hmm. So, DJ, you might know this, but at what point did the uh, the no harm has been done to animals in the making of this movie thing happen? Because I know Apocalypse Now was before that. Okay, so that was caused because of uh, Never Say Never Again, which was a James Bond movie. That was it was an unofficial James Bond movie because they didn't have the license, or there was some weirdness going on with the license to make James Bond movies. So uh, and like some studio had like like the provision to make one. Li- so there's like one non-canon James Bond movie called okay. Never Say Never Again. It's got a weird history to it. Actually starring Sean Connery. Yep. Gotta love it. Um, it's not a great movie, though. <laughs> but in that movie, for one shot, they throw a horse over a cliff. They throw a real live horse over a cliff, and the horse dies. This caused what? some outcry. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Right, so I, I did just look at that. It was 1983. So this movie was after the No Harm okay. was... And they did... You know. I didn't see the... I didn't see it. Disney... You didn't watch all the way to the end of the credits, but no. Didn't to be see fair, it. you know... Walt Disney famously hates a lot of things. Wouldn't be surprised if Chickens was on that list. Yeah. I don't know. When did Walt Disney die? So, I have a question. Why Why uh, were people more offended about 
throwing a horse over a cliff than butchering a live goat. That was in a movie? Yeah, it's on Apocalypse Now. They butcher a live goat. I think there was, there was outcry about that, but, too, the, the, but... The, the justification for it was that it was an actual tribe that was sacrificing the goat, and the goat was going to be sacrificed anyways. They it just was, happened to get it on camera. It was real life mm-hmm. that they took. Right. And, no, there was outcry because they did have to come up with that justification, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the straw that pushed it over and made that... So, uh, literally, pushing the horse over yeah, the, yeah. the cliff was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was the rock that broke the horse's face. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> exactly. Just like Alaska. Yeah, yeah, just like Alaska. <laughs> yeah, just like Alaska. Uh, so, they put her in this room that's going to be her thing, and she's walking around. And this is where we get to meet... You see all these, like, dusty furniture, these picture frames, these statues. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you meet my actual favorite character. Jack. Jack the Jack Pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. So... 100% Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, Jack Skellington was based inspired off. or inspired, based off yeah. this character. Cause, Whether it be the movie or the book. Because, I mean, in, in Nightmare Before Christmas, it's Jack the Pumpkin King. Yeah, and this and is this Jack is Pumpkin. Jack the Pumpkin. Uh, I thought it was just Jack Pumpkinhead. Yeah, it's like, I think it is Jack the Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Like that. And uh, and he he is actually a scarecrow. Yeah, he, he was built he was, as one. Yeah, he was and brought to life by someone who he just calls Mom. Uh, yep, yep, yep. He was he was created yet. to scare Mumby. Yep, and uh, Mumby instead of was scared at first, and then super pissed off, mm-hmm. and uh, decided to take him and toss him in this room. So she gave him life, and then threw him in the room. Yeah, in, yeah instead of a sack head like the actual Scarecrow has in both the original movie and in this movie. Yeah, um, he's got, as his name implies, a pumpkin, a jack o' lantern for a head, and his body is sticks, which she mm-hmm. puts him together. He's just sitting there, and then he goes, "Oh wait, mom!" And he's calling out. To, he's just a little kid. I mean, he literally mm-hmm. is just a child, um, even he's though he's like eight voice. foot. Tall. Well, he's like eight foot tall, and <laughs> you know, a huge pumpkin head. So um, he's just looking for his mom, and she puts. She has to tie his legs, uh, his right leg and his left arm, mm-hmm. back onto him so he can walk again, and. Uh, and he describes that he was brought to life by a magical powder. Yes. Um, and I think Mumbi, it was actually called life powder. Yeah, on the bottle when she finds it later. It's just life powder. Yeah. Mumby has the powder in the closet where she keeps her original head. 31. Yep. Uh, a locked door. And, it, and that, one, that, that one doesn't have a, uh, a, window. Uh, a window. It's yep. just a mirror. It's clearly the head she's not proud of, which is very disrespectful to the actress that played that part. Because the, they, they make her up to look real ugly yeah. when she's actually doing it. Like, when she's actually wearing this head, she looks like a cross between Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenfurter <laughs> and Ronnie James Dio. I would get that. Well, and, and She actually does look rather mannish. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and, and the one major difference is all the other heads are these natural, uh, sort of like... Uh, Clear, beautiful women. There, it, no makeup or nothing like that. This one has curly, unkempt hair. I mean, they, 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 they all clearly have makeup on. Them. Yeah, they're well, all, no, I mean, they're like, all like pretty blonde '80s lady. But yeah, but, ladies with but it's not like it's yeah. not like you know eyeshadow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just fate. It's makeup because it's a movie. Yeah, this one has like silver, purple eye shadow and like these big blush cheeks and all this different bullshit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so obviously it's the outlier compared to the other heads right and again they made her up to look real like, yeah real kind of scary and ugly looking they made her look like a witch yeah. yeah yeah so they use jack's hands to get out because he can reach the, yeah, he got the, the big noodle the arms. and she says come with me we're gonna get tiktok we're gonna get out of here because she has a plan which she came up with so fast 
which you she doesn't say it yet, but she looks around the room and you get the idea of what she's going. She for. does yeah, note she play. does notice the mounted head on the wall. Yeah, of a gump. A and gump. Uh, she gets TikTok wound up, says, "Don't speak." Just follow yeah, him upstairs. It, it was really weird that they just had Tom Hanks' head mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a real yeah. gump situation. <laughs> she actually, ta- she actually takes, yeah, she takes him upstairs, introduces him to Jack. No, Jack comes down with him. Oh yeah, yeah, and she says, and "She follow- explained the plan to Jack, and Jack tells yep. him the plan." She says, "Follow Jack upstairs. He'll tell you the plan. Get to work. I'll be up soon." And she goes, gets the ruby key that's a super dope red key. Yep, steals it off of uh, the body. body, which is in the bed, and is just sitting there headless. Although it, is is it is snoring, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's an open neck right there. It's just breathing. It's not like... How would it... This is a, how would it snore? This is another scene... Whimsy. That, <laughs> whimsy, yeah. It's whimsical. This is another scene, though, that I think would be absolutely terrifying to any right. child. Because she goes through the Hall of Heads, and all the heads are sleeping. Yeah. And opens the door, the, the yep. windowless, it's just a mirror, uh, sees the head just kind of leaning against the wall. Yeah, the head's sleeping too. Ugh. And she reaches for the life powder and accidentally knocks over a little vial. Instantly the head wakes up the and yells, wakes up. Dorothy Gale! And then all of the heads in start the hall screaming. turn toward her, yell her name and then start screaming. And wow. then the headless body raises up yeah. from the bed and starts like running at her arms I outstretched. looked this up. That The body when there's no head on it, famously played by Ted Raimi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's where he was. I looked I into it. He was in there somewhere. Yeah, this was after his big break in The Evil Dead, and, you know, he really got more roles. I mean, again, still still nobody in this movie, because, I mean, come on, it's Ted Raimi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so the head, you know, starts running, and she grabs the powder and just takes off upstairs. And when she gets upstairs, it's not finished yet, and you, and you find out, because... TikTok starts going nuts. Yeah, his thinking prank. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is actually my favorite line of the entire movie. Because, yeah, TikTok's like, why aren't you finished yet? And they're the, like, I don't know, TikTok just started going crazy. Yeah. And he's just flailing around in the room babbling. And he's like, oh, his think, uh, his think must have run out. So she winds the think thing. And uh, I, I think it's Jack who's like, well, how could it? How is he still talking if he can't if he can't think? And yeah, Dorothy's people, just like people do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so snarky. <laughs> and uh, so the plan is put two couches together, put the Gump's head onto the front, and then uh, basically just fern fern palms palm fronds palm fronds. There you go. Uh, four of them. All you need's four, spaced out very wide, and a broom for a tail. And this is a flying Gump. It's a flying machine. So she walks. Sprinkles powder all over it, and then she's like, what are the magic words? You have to say words. And then the chicken's just like, read the directions. <laughs> it's just like, oh. E-pog, knee-pog, T-pog, or something. I know yeah. the last like, one. Teog, Teog. Yeah, uh, I know the last one's Teog. That's the last one. So she says it, and the gump comes alive, and he's like, huh, I don't remember this. Well, last thing I remember hearing was a loud noise and then nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right, because this is like a trophy head. Yeah. yeah. And TikTok's uh, like, oh, shit, she's coming. The, the Princess Mumby's on her way. So they're just like, just start flying. He's like, I don't know how. She's like, figure it out. <laughs> and then they just take off out the front door. This is when they murdered a gump. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they fly into, the, they, go, they go off the balcony. Jack barely makes it on. He's just holding on like his legs mm-hmm. are dangling. And they're headed straight for the ground, and the gump just starts flapping its four fronds, <laughs> and all of a sudden takes off into the sky. Yeah. 
And it's just, flying very smoothly for a thing that is pop, flapping a palm frog. Yeah, to lift um, four people, one of which is a fully brass like, robot. Its body is also just two sofas smushed together. Tied together with ropes that yeah. a chicken, a unfunctioning robot, and a scarecrow tied together. So, you know, tight knots. Yeah, ba- yeah. Basically, this thing is like, what am I? And they're like, ah, uh, don't worry about yeah, it. And he's thing. like... Just uh, fly us to the Gnome King's Mountain. Yeah, yeah he's like, no, they say fly straight. He's like, well, I don't really know. think I can turn, so that's about all I'm going to do. Also, I don't know if I can make it all the way there because I seem really poorly put together. What? what? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, the, abomination. The, the gump, kill me. Yeah, the gump is having an existential crisis. He even points out that he's not put together well, and they're just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to take it back. Basically, everything he says is, why did you do this to me? Please kill me. <laughs> yeah. But and, whimsical. Yeah, he's basically the chimera from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, and <laughs> Edward, yeah, Edward, and uh, Dorothy even like is like, you know what? That was a good time for a nap. I'm, <laughs> I'm just happy I'm here. Yeah, so in some poor thing's life, let's sleep it off. Yeah, and but my insomnia is cured, so there's I, that. I actually forgot uh, a part I found really endearing was Jack is they they're on they're starting the escape plan headed down to TikTok, and she just goes, Dorothy. Can I call you mom? It's like, I know you're not really my mom, but can I call you that? And Dorothy's like... She just smiles. Sure, yeah, you yeah, you're, you're good. I just loved that part. I thought that was so sweet. Uh, but anyways, um, so they're flying, and as time goes on, they're, you it, it shows the one rope break free. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah, it shows it like slowly, like just slide yeah. undone. And then they get higher and higher up into yeah, like, the clouds. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand is... So the whole time that they're... Uh, Flying away though, they're being chased by the wheelers. Yes, on the ground. And the wheelers tumble into the the, the desert, desert of death. Death, death desert. De- that would be a good band name. Death desert. Death desert. You do see a wheeler turn to sand. Yeah, uh, like two or three fall in, but it shows one just turn to sand and then face break off, and it just slowly. And the rest of them just nope back. Yeah, there's like oh, <laughs> which is so dumb of them because okay, so they're they're supposed to chase them. Uh, the the witch wakes them up and is screaming at well princess whatever the witch wakes them up and is screaming at them like go get them and they just decide they know where they're going mm-hmm. they know what's in between the two things and yet they still try to chase a flying thing on the ground so after they realize it they run back and they tell her and she's like oh take me there now there was an underground tunnel the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. Why did they even try? Yeah, because like uh, Mumby is like a vassal of the gnome. King, yeah, so. like why did they even try this? But anyways, they head to um, as they're flying, it starts falling apart. Yeah, and, and for some reason they are like way above the clouds, super high, and they enough time to fall for like thirty seconds. But anyways, ropes are coming undone. You have TikTok holding on to some. You have Jack try to grab others, and his, his head, head falls, falls off. <laughs> and he's just like, Mom! And he's just falling. Because, fun fact, when you're falling, you have no choice but to speak in slow motion. It's true. Because she's they, they have a, a talk. They're trying to hold together. She's like, fly down. And he's like, I don't think I can do that. She's like, just, just try. try and then as they're flying down, you see Jack's head. She grabs it out the air, and then the whole thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. And then the next 20 seconds is slow-mo conversation. I'm sorry, Mom. It's okay. Yeah, Dorothy's Jack. actually super chill about this. Yeah, it does like one of those like comical like you're falling forever, and, and then there's like the comical like go to the scene where it's like nothing's going on, and then something like things just fall onto the no, ground. No, well, right before that was a, one, another one of like a really good lines in it. it was, Jack's like, "I'm so sorry," and she's like, 
nothing we can do now yeah. is her line as she's falling to her yeah. death in theory. But uh, yeah, they land on the mountain. Couch lands first. Dorothy just lands perfectly <laughs> sitting. She's like, oh, what? Like this is this is basically that that gag where like one like a bunch of characters fall and it's not like falling from above the clouds it's like a little fall yeah like, just a little thing it's treated and it does that thing where like some of the characters land gracefully and then one of them just lands real silly mm-hmm. uh, the Dorothy just lands on the couch in sitting position just like, Gump I'm lands good. Uh, Gump just, falls uh, apart like his Gump, head well just... his head just, I should say yeah just lands against the wall mm-hmm. against the the rock uh, TikTok lands completely upside down head buried in the yeah. snow. Jack lands with his, his head body upside down. Yeah. His body lands first, and then his head lands upside down on the stick that... Uh... And Belina just lands. She just hits the snow. And then he's like, hey, why is everybody upside down? Well, Belina can kind of fly, because she's... Well, tiny, yeah. So. Uh, actually, first, TikTok goes, turn it over, turn it over, mm-hmm. and they have to flip him, and then he, he's normal yeah. again. And Gump's like, yo, just leave me ahead, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just let just me, kill me. Just let me die. And, uh... Jack is like, why is everybody upside down? And they all go, oh, Jack. Oh, you. Yeah, real sitcom moment. Just like Alaska. Exactly. And so at what, this point, the gnome spy goes to the yeah, gnome king to says report. They're here. They've actually landed on the mountain conveniently. Yeah. They made it there. And when it reports that they're all here, no, no sign, sign of, the, of chicken. the chicken. And when it goes back to them, Jack's head is upright and Belina's hiding in the head. Which I, I don't understand that because they don't know that they're afraid of chickens. They don't know that they're afraid of chickens, but they do know that they've been chased because of the chicken. The queen, has, well, princess has said it and the wheelers have said so it. So you're thinking times. that maybe they're just figuring that it's not a good idea to have a chicken out. I think Belina was right. just at this point just a little protect, gun shy. Yeah, just yeah. to protect mm-hmm. Belina. Yeah, she was just like, you know what, I'm going in here. <laughs> Boop, I'm in it. I'm just going to give it that benefit of the so, doubt. I actually thought that this whole sequence of events is kind of funny too because the gnome scout goes to the gnome king yeah. and like... All right, Dorothy's here, and she's brought an army, (laughs) (laughs) which is technically true because TikTok is the army of Oz. He is a one-man army, and they tied the Gump's head back just to one part of the couch because at least he can walk now. Yeah, he's now basically just like a little couch feet. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and he's just scooting, Um, which I really liked when they put the head to him and tie it up. You actually watch the feet. Like grow and become feet. Yeah, it was very watching. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it was really cool, and um, it kind of implies that anything you tie the head to becomes. I know that well, she no, sprinkled she, the powder. Yeah, she did on sprinkle it, the life powder. On but it. it just kind of seems like the couch became a couch when the head wasn't attached. Mm-hmm. Attached the head, and it became his body again. Yeah, um, which was cool. But the the gnome king comes out on his own. Right. And he's like, he, when the, the scout says that the chicken's not with them anymore, yeah, the gnome like, king's like. Okay, sweet, I got this. Yeah, oh, there's nothing. I'm going to go up and, and, and jostle these fools. So he explains that uh, there's nothing they can do. Come on inside, basically. But yeah, well, first he's like, Dorothy's like, hey, return the scarecrow, return the emeralds to the Emerald City, mm-hmm. and we'll go about our business. And the Gnome King's like, I'm not going to do that. And then Dorothy, who is kind of a badass in yeah. this movie, is like, well then, we're gonna conquer you and make you do it. <laughs> yeah, I brought an army. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he obviously brushes this off and destroys the ground that's underneath them and just sends her yeah, falling she's through, like fluming through a time some and space. It seems yeah. like, and he explains that. So later, you find out why he's able to do it. But he explains that he's a gnome. He's of the earth, and the people, or the people of the Emerald City, dug down and stole his jewels. Yep, so that's he just not took very, him, He just took them back. That's not Gucci. That's not cool. Um, and yeah, he wanted him back. And so she lands and slides into his his 
layer, I, I guess. Um, yeah, and, it's kind of like a dungeon. Yeah. Because the at, scarecrow was there. Yes. And at this, oh, yeah, that's right. And he's like, oh, Dorothy. Poof. And he's gone. And uh, she asks what happens. And he, at this point, is just a face in the wall. He's just a big CGI, well, claymation, whatever, yep. face. And he says, uh, you know, I turned him into a... An ornament. An ornament. Mm-hmm. And I've she, been meaning to do that for a while. You just reminded me. Yeah. Thanks for that. And uh, he, she starts crying. And this is where he gets asshole sympathy, <laughs> which is not real sympathy. It's sympathy to let your guard down so he can trick you into ruining your life. Yeah, that's basically what he's doing is he's trying to, he's trying to kind of butter Dorothy. Yeah. And he, because I'll, he needs her to play ball to make his plan work. Yeah. And a rock hand comes out and, and brushes her and says, you know what? I got an idea. Yeah, for, and her friends show up. He tries to explain his position in a way that makes him seem more sympathetic. Yeah. He's like, look, I didn't start this. The people of the Emerald City, they took my emeralds yep. because the earth is my domain. Anything, any gemstone, any rock, those are mine. Yep. They stole it from me. Yep. So really, they're thieves, and I'm just taking back what's mine. Yep. That's, that's all that's happened. And then, like, you know, Dorothy starts crying, like, the Scarecrow didn't take any of your any of your things. They yeah, were they there were when there he really, got there. They were there when he came. And they so, were there when he came. Yeah, and he's, like, doing the asshole sympathy thing. He's like, okay, okay. You know what? The Scarecrow guy, he's obviously real important to you, mm-hmm. so... I'm going to give you a chance would, to yeah, get him he, back. Would he be important enough that you'd be willing to take a risk for him? Yep. And, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I would. And the friends show up, everyone else who fell down, the chair, uh-huh. the gump, uh, Jack, and TikTok. Uh, oh, he brings them in to make her feel better. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he slides them in. Yep. So all three of them get, or all of them, because there's, there's more than three. Well, there's four of them. Well, actually, yeah, there's four of them. Yep. Because the gump. I, I keep forgetting yep. about the gump. And he says, "You're each. you each get three tries. Yeah, you get to go into my hall of ornaments. Pick one. Yeah, pick one. Put your hand on it and say Oz. If yep. that ornament is the, the king, is is the scarecrow, yeah, you win. Yeah, he'll be. He comes back and I'll send you guys back to Oz, hunky dory. And this is where he shows. No, this isn't quite where he shows. No, nope. never mind. And he be and he and they're like, yeah, okay, what? Could, why not? We get what could possibly tries? go wrong? Yeah. And you see my favorite stop motion, which is when the door opens. It's just hands. Folding over each other. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah, I don't it know does why. Look real cool. I just thought it looked. They do good. it several times too. They like yeah. this effect shot. It's not even the same shot reused every time. Like no. they stop motioned it again every time. And and here's the thing: is that the king starts off completely stop motion, and he slowly becomes well, an so, actual like. So I wanted to character. talk about that. That's why my theory about not my th- well, yeah, it is a theory because I haven't read the book and they don't explain it. That's why this was a big deal to me. So one by one they go in. It starts with the count or er, Jack. Mm-hmm. No, it starts with uh, the gump. Tick, the gump. Yeah, the gump, then Jack, then TikTok, mm-hmm. then her. The so, gump's like, fine, I'll go first. I don't even want to be alive anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you hear like some thunder rambling. You don't worry about it. They're having a discussion. Because importantly, the, the Gnome King doesn't... He told her that she'd be risking something. Yeah. But he doesn't actually say what they're risking yeah. if they fail. So while the gump's in there touching things... Um, you hear thunder, and you're like, okay, they all look up, and they go away. They're eating limestone Mm -hmm. pies and molten silver. Yeah. The limestone pie is actually delicious, uh, according to Dorothy. But the molten silver is just like bubbling molten (laughs) in a a cup. And she's like, what's this? And he's like, it's molten silver. And she just just kind of puts it down like I'm good. So at this point, he's not just in the wall. He's a a stop-motion rock figure. Yeah. And the gum. Now he looks like the rock biter from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the gum touches a third thing, supposedly, mm-hmm. 
and everything goes nuts, and he goes, I turned him into an ornament. And yeah, she's so, like, so you is didn't your, explain what's wrong. So is your theory that uh, every time he turns into an ornament, he's stealing their life? Kind of. So he says later, so that one becomes an ornament, then Jack goes in, he becomes an ornament, TikTok goes in, and uh, uses two of his guesses and then stops because his action runs out. So Well, yeah, we'll, we'll explain what TikTok yeah, does later. So his action runs out and he's stuck in there. Every time someone turns into an ornament, he becomes less stop motion and more of a guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Because while Dorothy's in there, uh, so she goes in to wind up TikTok. And while she's in there, the witch shows up and he says, soon they'll be... Uh, well, he freaks out because she brings up Ozma. And he also like, makes her bow. Yeah, he makes funny. her bow lower, and she lays on the ground, and he goes, lower! <laughs> yeah. like he just wanted to be an ass. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, uh, we'll talk about the slippers in a minute, but while he's talking to the, the, the bad lady, he says, um, you know, he freaks out, you didn't tell anyone about Ozma, right? Once Dorothy becomes an ornament, no one will know about Ozma. No mm-hmm. one will know about the King of Oz, and I will finally be human. So I feel like as all of them knew the story that Dorothy knew, supposedly, as each one of them turned away, one pers- one more person who knew about the old history was gone, and he could be so human. It, so it's kind of like the... Uh, it, it's almost like the... Uh... The Day of the Dead thing in Coco, where as long as someone remembers you, you're, uh, exactly. your spirit's still or alive. Or American gods, how gods are only alive when people know about them. So mm-hmm. so the Gnome King is basically the anti-Oz. Exactly. In order to become a a living thing, he has to basically get rid of everyone he, in Oz. He has to be the new Oz. reality, yes. So and, and the reason why I double back that up was the minute she brings the king back, he turns back into stop Which motion. Which actually makes a lot of sense if you're going with the symbolic representation, because... What the electroshock thing... Like, the king is representative of both the doctor who is doing the electroshock yeah. and the machine itself. Yes. Because he's mm-hmm. a face in a wall. Yes. Um, but what that represents to Dorothy is that it's going to get rid of all of her memories of Oz. Exactly. So when she brings... ultimately, that is what the Gnome King is trying to do, is erase all Yeah, and when she brings the, the, the king back, he instantly... I mean, instantly starts turning into CGI. Mm-hmm. And then she brings uh, Jack back, and he instantly turns into the big thing, and yada yada. But, okay, so we're but getting I, a little I, bit ahead. I just wanted to explain that theory. The Gnome King uh, has the ruby slippers. Yeah, he while, that. while TikTok mm-hmm. is in the room, he's a human at this point. Well, he's a person he's in a... Yeah, 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 he's no longer stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, he flashes under his cool rock dress. Check yeah. these puppies. Yeah, they look at these bad boys. <laughs> got them on sale. And he explained, got them on sale. <laughs> I got some nice. In Alaska. He, yeah, obviously. And he explains, uh, these just kind of fell into my lap one day. What do you know? While you were parachuting off and they fell and they gave me the power. Yeah. He's basically saying that the reason why he was able to conquer Oz was all Dorothy's yeah. fault. It's your fault. You're an idiot. Congratulations. Sucks to suck, nerd. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? You know, was he, what is it? He offers her something. What was it that he? Oh, he oh I could send, I you, send home. you home and remove all memory of Oz. Yep, I, I could take care of all. You this will baby. never remember this place. I'm gonna turn the heater off. It's I'm, I'm hot. I'm That's fair. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, and she does refuse that. But then yeah, Gnome Scout comes and says, uh, the the robot man has just stopped in the middle yeah. of the room. And Dorothy's like, oh, his action must have wound up. Because she just so. wound up his uh, thought. Yeah. She was like, I wound up his thought, but dang, dang nabbit, I forgot his action. You know what? Go on in there with him. Why not? And then you can do mm-hmm. your choice. And this was all 
a really good plan that actually meant nothing. It was a ruse. It didn't, it it didn't, ruse. Yeah, it didn't end up accomplishing anything. Yeah, but... TikTok's like, okay, listen, my action didn't run out. Pretend you're winding me up. What's going to happen is I'm going to use my last guess, and you're going to see what I turn into and hopefully get a clue from that. But then he does point out one thing, which I really liked. He says, uh, my thought might have must have gotten damaged because I can't seem to think of anything right mm-hmm. now. Because his head at this point is all dented to hell from falling and all this different stuff. Uh-huh. So I feel like maybe that's why that plan was so stupid. Because the minute he turns into an ornament, she can't find him and he's gone forever. So I don't think the plan was... Like, the plan was... Not bad. But the reason but... why it wasn't used is my is what I'm saying. Like it was specifically kind of thrown to the side after the plan happened because I feel like it was I mean, so this was I think this whole scene was just to add some depth of emotion to it because yeah. you see the uh the you see TikTok, he actually like cries like, Yeah, he cries green. Like when like, oil. like he, 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 basically, oil. he feels like he's failing her. Yeah. Right? He actually says like I think my thought must have uh, been damaged because I can't seem to figure out which one is the scarecrow. Yeah, like I like let he, you down. he's and yeah, like earlier he mentions like like yeah, because the wheeler says like you'll be sorry, and he's like I don't have emotions, I can't feel. I, nothing oh yeah, you could do could make me feel sorry <laughs> or happy, but like yeah, or happy. And the, like in this scene, he's like really distraught about the fact that yeah. he thinks he's failed Dorothy, mm-hmm. and so. he tries one. Again, it's kind of it's kind of like that moment with Baymax. It's it's yeah. kind of sad. God, that movie made me cry three times. Okay, that movie's good. Big Hero Six is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, so he does it. No idea what happens to him. He yeah, because the light, the light goes out. And yeah. Yeah. And she tries a thing, doesn't work. Tries another thing, doesn't work. And then she does classic Dorothy. She closes her eyes, spins in a circle, and just starts walking <laughs> like Frankenstein. And it's like this. This will work. Which. She walks, knocks over this big emerald jewel, grabs a gold cat statue, mm-hmm. and opens her eyes. She feels it a little bit, opens her eyes, and it's like, okay, good. And then she looks down and goes, <laughs> what am I, a nerd? And she grabs this thing, and she says, Oz. And poof, King shows up, and Rock Guy gets pissed. Yeah, because he immediately starts turning more rocky. Yeah, because he, well, so he yeah, said. Like, and this is where he was and explaining and the so, plan to the witch. So, yeah, he was explaining the plan to the witch, like, all, like, smuggling. I was like. Oh, it's okay. It doesn't matter that you let her here. We're, she's pretty soon she'll be an ornament. Yeah. And I will I be won. Like, yeah, I ha- she's here right now. I know she's here. We, yeah. we have her beat. And as soon as <gasps> that switches... Wait, this explains it. He says, I will be alive. Mm-hmm. And when I just said that all of the golems aren't alive because they're able to exist in the mm-hmm. sand thing, I was like, how does that work? Right. That's how it works. No, no yeah, that's alive. the thing. Gnomes are yeah. not alive. That's their goal. They so, want to be alive. But yeah, so as soon as uh, the Scarecrow becomes uh, alive again... Mm-hmm. Uh, he immediately like, flips the script. He's like, how could you lead her yeah, here? Yeah. It's all your fault. Yeah, this is on you yeah, now. It's definitely a bipolar reaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when they walked in, I could have totally finished this immediately. But you're a bitch, and I can't believe you did this. Uh, so she grabs that one, gets the cane. Actually, I, I would actually go as far as to say that's probably another theme of the movie is adults being kind of two-faced. Yeah. Because, like, everyone tries to act real nice to Dorothy when they think they can get her to do what she wants, but then immediately turn on her when there's no... Uh, when like, she's like, oh, on. just kidding, I was gonna do this. Which is kind of like what happens at the asylum, too. They're acting all nice to try and assure Auntie M that she's in good hands. Yeah. And as soon as Auntie M's gone, they immediately turn on her. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And, uh, oh, Scarecrow, super doofball. He, yeah. His arms are waving. Yeah. He's like, "This is green." Oh, yeah. like, well, I was green. Maybe everyone from Oz is green. Yeah, which le- lends credence to the fact that that brain t- obviously worked out. Like yeah. he had good yeah, plans. He's, right. yeah. he's just a goofball, but he's smart. So mm-hmm. he finds a green little glass thing, 
Try this. Poof, it turns into the gump. Yeah. And then they walk the over. like, oh, man, I was dead and you brought yeah. me back again. <laughs> yeah. He's like an actually suicidal Eeyore. He, he is Eeyore. Maybe he was based off of Eeyore because his face is even. I mean, Disney owned Winnie the Pooh at the time. So. Yeah. Um, they, the, the room that they're in just starts collapsing. Everything's mm-hmm. breaking. And you see uh, the uh, Gnome King pop up and it's hell. It's fire, oh, it's yeah. brimstone, it's everything. It's basically Ragnaros. Yeah. And, and he starts sicking the gnomes on them, which turn into these horrible gargoyle yep. demons. And then they get back and they face him. Fa- they see him face to face, and all of a sudden you see a green vase. Va- vase. A vase. A vase. Yeah. Dorothy does try to call him out, like, hey, you said we could go if I guessed correctly. And he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as the vase falls off, Scarecrow does a sweet uh, Antonio Brown diving catch, <laughs> scoops it up, and he's like, hey, it's this green. is green. This is it's green. green, guys. Try it. Hands it to her, and she, you know, ahs, and boom, it turns into Jack. And this is important because he starts, the, the Gnome King starts grabbing oh, yeah. them. The Gnome King first eats uh, Gump's sofa body. Just the body. Yeah. He grabs the whole Yeah, because they, 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 they do manage to decapitate him before Yeah, they pull his, his tie-on head <laughs> off again, and he's like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, eats the body, just one fail. Mm-hmm. Gone. What is the word? What is that word? Gulp. No, f- like one fair swoop. Is it just one fair? fell swoop? Fell. Yeah, one fell. F e l l. Yep. Yep. One fell swoop, and uh, I always thought it was feral, like a feral cat. But <laughs> no. you don't say it feral. You just say furl. <laughs> and uh, one feral swoop. That's just. It's just how country people say it. Okay. Yeah. My, gr- my well, grandma so says uh, Earl and Worsh. I, I, I may be, you know, making this up, but I'm pretty sure one fell swoop or one fell swing or whatever is supposed to be like. You know, it's it's one swing, tree goes down. I a would believe tree. that. I would. Yeah. It sounds reasonable. It sounds like I mean, I just made that up. No, no, I it's believe, legit. Sure. I would believe that that is actually what yeah. it means. We're we're rolling with it. Yeah. It's, it's official. I'll I'll go on the Wikipedia page and I'll mm-hmm. update it after this. That was a that was like the time I tried to bullshit what the old college try means. <laughs> oh, that wasn't real. <laughs> I thought you were telling me the truth. <laughs> You told me that while we were getting a Starbucks, you jackass. <laughs> did I tell you the real one, or did I tell you the, the one that I bullshitted? I don't know now. <laughs> I'm terrified, and I don't want to know. Uh, so, he's like, you know what? Jack next. I'm going to get you. And this is where they start sprinting away from the golems. They're like, oh, run away! And, did I say golems? You said golems. Gnomes. They're basically golems. Terrifying they're, rock elements. Yeah, and they're going through the walls, and they're up top, and they're coming through everything, which is basically... One of those chase scenes where you run down an alley and then oh stop mm-hmm. really fast turn run some down another really, alley. Uh, good horror faces. Yeah, going here. again, oh, this is kind of terrifying. They're spoopy, and uh, they turn around. They have to face him, and he just scoops up Jack. And I think I'm sure this is in the book, but I think it's just a very like direct ode to the first movie to to the, to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I something silly here. killing mm-hmm. the main character that you wouldn't expect it. Except yeah. the, yep. except in the Wizard of Oz. They're never scared of water. It just mm-hmm. happens. But in this one, it's just like he goes to eat Jack, and you remember Belina's in in the mm-hmm. in the head. And Belina's so terrified that she finally she finally gets egg. that egg out of there. <laughs> and that egg does <laughs> it, 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 it does the circle the drain. Yeah, and then falls out right all the way down, and all the gnomes like, see it. And they're oh like, no! And then he just his eyes rock like rock like, over, yeah. over. Yeah, and uh, he just closes his mouth and like, sets eggs? down sets down the guy, and he's just like. No, poison. All, all the gnomes poison poison they start fading away poison and uh it's it, yeah it's exactly like the water though it's just like something yeah. silly that was there the whole time kind of that was just kind of glossed over by everyone and hey it killed him 
Um, and he, yeah, just so he melts he, too. Yeah, he he can basically just be killed by a an middle egg. school pranks. Yeah, yeah, so just egg his house and yeah. he's dead. Uh, and when he dies, you see a crack in his leftover corpse, and it's the ruby slippers. Mm-hmm. She throws them on and just goes, "I wish everybody was back. I wish everyone was in Oz, and all the emeralds were back, and all the people were alive." Mm-hmm. Click, click, click. And they all they land in a in a field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarecrow, Gump, Tick, no, Scarecrow, Gump, Jack, and her, mm-hmm. and Belinda. Or Belinda. Yeah, because oh, because the Gnome King was Belina. a load bearing. Yeah, boss. yeah. Belinda blinked, and, <laughs> Belinda they blinked back. and they were all back. They were all back. The Gnome King was a load bearing boss. The entire mountain's about to explode when he dies. Yeah, yeah. And um, they show up, and uh, everyone comes. All the stones come back to life. The the dancers with their heads off, they have their heads back. So and, TikTok didn't make it back. And TikTok didn't make it back, and they're really sad. But the Wicked Witch Lady, she does show up in her cage still, because the, the, yes. the, the king put her in a cage before he went to try to take care of him. And they're all really... He magic the cage onto her. <laughs> yeah. He did. And uh, they're all really sad. Oh, where's Tic Tac? No. And then all of a sudden, hey, what's that on your antlers? Hey, you got a little green thing on your yeah. antlers there, guy. Oh, must have got it in the ornament shop. <laughs> and they walk over, Oz, and sure enough, it's Tic Tac. And then you get the glorious Wizard of Oz ending. It's the same mm-hmm. as the other one. They're all cheering. Yeah, they're having a nice parade Woo! through the Emerald City. TikTok which got now does proper. look pretty and yeah. colorful. Like it. Scarecrow's there. Tin Woodsman's there. TikTok got a dope yeah, got gold buffed. upgrade. Yeah. Which, when they're doing the march through the town, everything's nice and pretty. All the emeralds, everyone's alive. When they're doing the march through the town, he looks shiny gold. When they're in the room and uh, she gets Ozma out of the glass, mm-hmm. he looks like a buffed bronze. So I don't know what they were going for there. I don't know if they goldified him like C-3PO or if they just buffed the scratches out. I'm not sure. Oh, he, looked shiny. he looked a little shoddy when they... Yeah. So maybe they just buffed him up. That's my guess. I mean, he, he was, was, I mean, was kind he, of a bronze color. Yeah, I mean, he was like covered in cobwebs before, so... Yeah. And dusty. And uh, everybody's like, oh, you're the best. Stay. You gotta stay. You gotta be do the queen. it. Yeah, be the queen. Yeah, be the queen. Be the queen. Be the queen. I think they're actually. I think, they, I think they are actually chanting it like that too. Yeah, they're like, yelling "Be the queen," and uh, you know she's like, "I can't." So they're basically trying to get her to engage in a child bride situation with the scarecrow. Yeah, <laughs> freaking creeps. Yeah. And uh, they, this is it, it ends uh, on purpose again. This is like one another one of those callback to the first. It's movie. It's fairy tale endings. Yeah, it's just like, hey, it ends. That's how they they just end. So she's like. I want to go home. And Ozma, who has the ruby slippers on mm-hmm. at this point, goes, okay. Click, click, click. And she's like, oh, I didn't think it would happen this fast. Exactly like in the first movie mm-hmm. when she just started. Uh, you know, we should explain what Ozma is, too, because we've been mentioning her all throughout. Oh, the yeah. yeah. Ozma yeah. is the first, spooky It is the ghost lady. girl. It's yeah. the spooky yeah. ghost girl. The blonde chick. Um, and as it, she'd been helping and like leading Dorothy this whole time. Yeah. It turns out she's the true queen of Oz. Yes. She's the daughter of... The original king before the wizard mm-hmm. usurped yep. him. And this they even the one say mentioned that. to the wizard. Yeah, they even say that. Yep. Um, and she had been imprisoned in a mirror by uh, Princess Mumby. And enchanted which, into it. Yeah, which is why uh, the Gnome King was allowing Princess Mumby to have control of the Emerald City. Because she had Ozma on lockdown. Yeah. And, and when Dorothy... Dorothy wishes that she could like stay here and go back. And the ruby and slippers... They they the, shine. Yeah, they glow and they free Ozma from the mirror. And she Ozma's wa- like, she walks up and they put their hands together. Mm-hmm. She puts her hands to the glass with her and she's able to grab mm-hmm. her and pull her out, which it does the Mario sixty four effect. <laughs> goes through the glass and uh, she pulls her out and Ozma just goes, "You can go home." 
I'm going to stop in and check on you. If you ever want to come back, just let me know. I'll be there. Yep. And uh, Belina decides to stay, too, because yeah, she like, doesn't want to become comes, KFC. Yeah. She ain't about that farm life. Yeah, she calls it, like, dumpy or something. She call, she, she disrespects the farm. Um, and she says, send send my love to the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> she says, send out. Uh, it gets bright light, and she, you know, everyone's saying, I love you. Everyone's saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they send her back home. And she winds up just, like, on the embankment, super muddy dress, hair all matted, and uh, Toto comes running out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to sneeze. All right, not going to worry about it. <laughs> if it's going to happen. If it happens, happen. it happens. Yeah, right? yeah. Toto, we didn't even mention him at the beginning of the movie. He was—he's just kind of been there. He yeah. does look—he uh, does look kind of like the dog from the original movie. Yeah. But uh, when seen in f- in full color here, he kind of just looks like Fry's dog from Futurama. Yeah. Just a wiry mutt, but in a good way, in a cute way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole family finds her, and this is where you find out the orphanage—or not orphanage—the uh, it's, it's hospital. An insane, it's an insane asylum. It's a hospital. Everything in the 1800s yeah. was an insane asylum, but we're going to call them hospitals and general stores. Don't worry it's about it. It's a sanatorium. You could buy heroin off the shelf. Yeah, that was an insane asylum. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it got struck by lightning, which mm-hmm. we saw. It was probably a sanatorium, by the yeah. way. Sanitarium. Not a sanitarium. Because <laughs> a sanitarium is yeah. actually where you go yeah. to get like sewage cleaned. Uh, that's what Metallica <laughs> was singing about. Yeah. You know, uh, They just care about the Lars environment. Lars just didn't know how to spell. Yeah, and... Uh, so uh, it turns out it burnt down. Everyone was rescued except the uh, the doctor because he went back in to try to get his equipment because he was fucking insane. Which in the Ozland, the doctor was the only, or the golem, the, the gnome king was the only one to die. Yep. So it works out. One, two in the hands worth, one Do in they, the bush. We see the uh, the nurse get carted off in a police car. At the very end. Do yeah. they explain they at all why? They do not explain why they were arresting they, her. They I'm just, guessing, I mean, like, you could maybe argue that they were doing something really horrible and fucked up. To be, like, I mean, they had people trapped in a basement. Well, they and, the, and when they're talking about it burnt down, they say something like all the people were rescued or something like mm-hmm. that. So I'm, I'm just assuming that when this happened and the cops were there, whatever, helping, they so, were like... What the well, maybe, what? Maybe, well, so then maybe the like, implication is that this guy was really just a swindler, and that he was basically just he would like take your money, fry your brain, lock you in a basement. Well, yeah, and no, that like, actually, it, unfortunately they were untreatable. It's yeah, ex- and it makes sense because this isn't like a uh, a place that people are committed to. It's yeah. an it was an ad in the newspaper. Yeah, people came here to you know solve a problem they had. And then they just fried it, their brain and threw them in the It's basement. exactly like the con man of the first movie, except not, like, way more depressing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, the wizard and the con man that he was based off were just, like, a normal snake oil salesman. And the wizard, like, turned out to be actually kind of a friendly guy once yeah. you saw through his con. He just wanted your money. I mean, he was still a con man at the end. When he gave them all of the things that they wanted, they were all kind of like shitty cop yeah. Like, oh, you want a brain? Uh, here's an honorary diploma. Yeah. There you go. Don't uh, worry, Snoop Dogg has a PhD as well, but it means a lot. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. But anyways, um, when they're, they're, they find her, they're super happy and they take her home, you do see the witch, or in this case the nurse, like just in the back, just staring at Dorothy, like behind Cage, just like she was in the movie. Or, just, I mean, in Oz. Just going back to the Snoop Dogg thing. One of my favorite, like, like one of the memes that just gets me the, like, gets me the the hardest is was the picture of Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart is like, yeah. who would have known that one day we'd be seeing a convicted criminal on TV cooking with cook uh, on a cooking show, and Snoop Dogg would be there yeah. too. <laughs> I saw I saw one. It was similar, but it was like the um. 
the check marks, like who's this and this. Remember, mm-hmm. like uh, during the Super Bowl with Tom and Nick Foles, it mm-hmm. did that silly thing. It was like that, and it was like has honorary degree, has such and such, and it was mm-hmm. question marks for pictures. And you scrolled down, and you would have assumed the one was Snoop. It was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love those memes. Uh, but anyways, uh, she gets back to the farm. This this incident put some pep in her in the step of the of the dad because now. They explain that the house isn't fully built at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What are we gonna do? Winter's coming." He broke his leg, Ma, and Mom's like, "Yeah, and then the that Night was a long King time." Shows up and he gets yeah, yeah, by yeah, exactly. But she's like, "His his uh, the mom points at, or she says his leg was broke, and Mom goes, "Yeah, and it mended." So the guy's good; he's just lazy. Mm-hmm. And this whole event at the end of the movie, the house is finally finished. She has her own bedroom, and he's like smiling, putting shingles mm-hmm. on. He's like. This this was what I needed. This, yeah, I needed my daughter to disappear and almost die. Yeah, for 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 I'm assuming it was overnight. I'm gonna guess it was probably just overnight. Yeah, she yeah. she just kind of wakes up like kind of beaten up on the riverbank. Yeah. so I'm gonna guess it was overnight. Yeah, and that was the that was the kick he needed to take care of his family. And it's the you get the happy ending of she's in her room looking around and she walks over to the mirror and Ozma is in the mirror with with Belina yeah. in her arms. Uh, just no words, just smiling, and Dorothy yells out, Ma, come look at this! And the girl's just no, like... No, no, no. She just goes full... The, she goes full... Uh, she, does, she does the neck under the finger thing. Like, <laughs> I don't... You too dare! I will kill you. Um, so the mom starts coming up, and she's like, tilts the mirror up to the ceiling, like, nothing. It's just mm. a reflection. Yeah, it's just a reflection. And she's like, tilt the mirror straight, and come on downstairs. We got, Or, it's too nice of a day out. Let's mm-hmm. go outside. Um, which, what else would you do in 1899? Yeah. So, like, yes, you're going to go outside. Uh, and then it goes out in credits roll. Yep. Now, I don't know about you guys. I think this, I know, I know the first movie's a classic. I'm not taking anything from that. I think this is a better movie than the original. It's uh, more exciting than the original. It's definitely more exciting. It's, fun that, um, it's funny that you say more exciting, because I'm going to get there. I'm going to have you guys guess the Rotten Tomatoes score it, if you haven't already looked at it. Uh, I'm not, I, I probably have seen it, okay. but I'm not sure. I'm going to have I, you guess that, because um, not to give you any hints, but one of them says the movie is too banal and boring for kids to enjoy. Okay. One one review. Not. I'm not saying that's the um, overall. So my big problem with this movie as a whole is I don't really like... When these like whimsical movies or whatever have a, a sequel or something, mm-hmm. and it goes away from the the whimsy of the first story to now the hero from the first story is like a champion of the of the realm. Okay, kind of thing. it's the same problem I have with uh, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, where it's no longer Alice going to Wonderland and just having a magical experience. It's Alice comes to Wonderland, and now she has to like free Wonderland from the oppressive. Uh, Are you talking queen. about the first or the second? The, the first, first one. The first one. Okay. It it does do that kind of, but it doesn't play it the same. No, it's way. it's not it's not to the same degree that the yeah. new Alice in Wonderland was. Like Dorothy does when Dorothy comes back, she is kind of end up being like the most important person in Oz, mm-hmm. which is weird because yeah, in the original, she's just. Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, that, that's my biggest. I, I'm not saying I don't like the movie. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that I don't like when. Movies do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, that's fine. I get that. I get that. What about you, Deej? Um, if... So I did like this movie. Yeah. If I had to say that there was a flaw to it, I would say that at the end of the movie, I'm not really sure what Dorothy learned. Like, <laughs> as I, I mentioned, there were themes in this movie mm-hmm. that, um... 
I'd say I would say the, yeah, there there are themes that existed in this yeah. movie, but I don't think any of them really resonated with Dorothy as a character, and I don't really feel I don't really I'm not sure what her arc was. I, she I, wanted to go back to Oz. She goes back to Oz. She has a she has a cool adventure, and she goes back home, and I guess she likes being home better now. I, is, is that I would, the arc? I would say the only thing I got from it, as far as that's concerned, is that she got she got closure that closure her in her mind. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I think that's what I think that's what it was. Is that she she didn't get the closure in Wizard of Oz, like you know, the whole time, like she she didn't expect to be sent home as quickly as she yeah. did. Whereas in the second one, she got that. Don't worry, we'll be here when you need mm-hmm. us closure right. she so, got, uh, yeah, which so the was, mirror at the end when she's smiling to ozma in the mirror with mm-hmm. Belina, mm-hmm. that was like we told you we'd be here mm-hmm. we're here yeah because wizard of oz like it, it like the movie at least because it, it ends up you know i had this wonderful dream and you were all there yeah so she doesn't know if it was a dream or real and know. this was solidifying like well for her yeah it, it validated that the experience actually happened and that uh you know, she can move on with her life from there. She knows that all of her, you know, her friends are still there and they'll always be there. And they're but, protected now. And they're, but they're, yeah, they're safe. Which mm, isn't, yeah, well, which like, well, which like you said, isn't really a lesson. It's, it's more so just self-validation for her, which mm-hmm. is, I, I get, I get that that's not powerful, but. I mean, yeah, so I thought that there were some interesting things. I actually, like, upon thinking about it, the Gnome King might have been the most interesting character from an art perspective Gnome because of. The like the idea that like if you tie him in with the with the swindling uh, yeah. psychologist, I guess the electroshock guy, yeah, the DD douchebag uh, doctor, like like his whole goal of erasing memories and mm-hmm. I guess the importance of memory. But again, there's a lot of things going on in the movie, but I'm not quite sure what it says. At if the end. if I wanted to be, so you think the morals are a little disjointed. I think yeah, I think the movie's a little jumbled. If I wanted to be reaching, because it's entirely what I believe this is, I already brought up that I thought this this was all like analogy for like dealing with inner demons, like it's your happy place. The first movie teaches her how to find that. The second movie teaches her how to accept it, because the second one's all about we're gonna take we're gonna inst- how to accept the fact that life isn't her Ex- happy place exactly because he he's gonna erase them. He's gonna wipe this from your mind. He's going to wipe Oz from people's minds and become. Oz's history so for her it was not it was no longer it was like yes that existed and instead of just throwing it away it's important to accept and try to remember all of the right like don't forget Oz because that's what the villain's trying to do is make her forget Oz exactly I think that might be a little reach on my part but but that's what I took but the other but the other hand is also live your life yes at the beginning of the movie Dorothy is obsessing over Oz to the point that she can't function normally yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the movie she's happy to go play outside knowing that she carries with her the memories of oz exactly but she's not obsessed with oz anymore yeah and the experience has made her better but she's just enjoying life now more yeah i guess i could see that so so it might be reaching on my part but if that's the connection i choose to make from it i'm pretty happy with it because i like i i like to think of it mm-hmm. like that like this yeah. is just a little girl who has a shitty life and has lost a lot and been forced into a lot and guess what she can accept it and be stronger now but yeah, no, like I, I do like the movie. I, I think that the that reading of it, that interpretation of it, is perfectly valid. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's a little bit jumbled and unclear. Yeah. I think that might be a byproduct of the fact that it's got pretty low production value. Yeah, it was. Hey, keep the rights. You, yeah. You're gonna suffer from something when that happens. It might have been a bit of a rushed production. And right. the wheelers are terrifying. Yeah, the wheelers are terrifying. They're pretty memorable. They're so so good, if though. I had to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score... Yeah, okay, so I've got IMDb, Rotten, and Metacritic. We'll just go with 
rotten because mm-hmm. it's insane to me how disjointed all three of them are for basically any movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there's think, like Rotten Tomatoes is one of the first aggregate uh, yeah. websites. Mm-hmm. Metacritic came later, so yeah. like what really influences it is the like. But all of them are benefiting from hindsight on a lot yeah. of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes, Anything... like, the cultural opinion of things has so changed. So the thing I like about Rotten Tomatoes is just that it does separate the critic review and the fan. Yeah, which I'm only doing the critic one mm-hmm. now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you both. I'm okay, gonna well, let me click think. on Rotten Okay, I've got it right here. So I think critics are probably around, like, 50. Okay. And Sounds fans right. are probably around, like, a 75. And what would you say, Deej? That sounds about right. I would I would say maybe critics would be a little bit more generous and get it in the sixty range, and the fans are probably sitting in like a seventy eighty. Uh, the tomato meter from critics is fifty two percent. Okay. And the audience score is seventy one percent. That was close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jake pretty much um, got it dead on. I the IMDb is a six point eight out of ten, and Metacritic's a forty two percent. Now I'm sure the original Wizard of Oz has a really high aggregate. At uh, this point, yeah. Well, any mo- that movie is entirely benefit of hindsight. Any anything made after like two th- or made before like two thousand is generally uh, reevaluated for stuff like Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, and they get a little bit of like extra flavor. Right, and that movie is an extremely important movie for just the art of cinema as yeah. a, as a thing. Yeah, and actually, that movie was not well received at the time. Yeah. I believe it was seen as just uh, it, it was just like a colorful, pointless mess. It's it's kind of like uh, I mean, I'm not... and the people were like, oh, you know, I don't know if this movie thing is just I don't know if I'm really even ready to buy yeah. into it. Yeah. It might the, just be a fad. The Wizard of Oz has a ninety eight percent on Rotten yeah. Tomato. I don't. It's like it's like Citizen Kane. Uh, that movie actually got, I read some really funny bad reviews about it from when it came out where they were talking about like how it's the most boring thing they've ever seen mm-hmm. and no one will ever be able to make the connection with the movie or relate to it, which obviously Citizen Kane is potentially the greatest film of Citizen all time. Citizen Kane's 100% on Metacritic yeah. and Rotten Tomato. But then there's the people who now actually use like modern rating scales to rate it and they're like, that movie sucks. Like they sit, they like, there's calls that it's so important for what it did to movies, but that doesn't mean it's a good movie by today's standards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want to say. All things considered, this movie definitely benefits from hindsight, and I absolutely love it. I would say that one thing that could really throw you as a critic, I think a lot of people are probably going to go into this movie mm-hmm. with the perspective of comparing it to the original Wizard of Oz movie. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Because, like, even right down to the way the movie looks, like, if you if you think back to Wizard of Oz, it's like... It is a Technicolor nightmare. This yes. is a little bit more Burton-y in its atmosphere. The, it's, yeah. it's not quite Tim Burton. No, I like said more Burton-y. But the it's color... Henry... What was his name? Selleck? What was the guy's name? No, not even like Henry Selleck. It's, okay, it's, I said the name right. I said it's more like... It's, it's, oh, it looks a lot like Labyrinth. It does look Which a lot Labyrinth like Labyrinth. Which Labyrinth comes a year later. Or, or never-ending story, but like... Yeah. The Land of Oz is not super colorful. Yeah. It's it's got kind of a muted color palette going. Even when they restore it, it's not a technicolor. It's dream like world. oh wait, that's Tim Burton. I was gonna say it's very Beetlejuicey for me as far as the scene goes, but just because the sand dunes and the what's the worm thing that lives in the mm-hmm. sand. Mm-hmm. But this, even the like the desert of death doesn't look like this amazing fantasy no. desert. It looks like a beach. Yeah, yeah. it's just like oh, uh, we found some land right over here. Click, <laughs> and they called it a day. Which I would believe would happen. Not even like a nice beach, like a shitty beach. Yeah, and I, I apparently one of the uh, like really major budget issues for this movie was buying slash licensing the ruby slippers. 
For uh-huh. some reason, there was like a multi-million dollar issue with getting the ruby slippers, the right to use them and all that. Really? And that's what drove the budget up. Otherwise, it would have been even more low budget of a movie. <laughs> that's actually a really funny thing, too, that they used the ruby slippers because... In the books, mm-hmm. they were silver slippers. The only reason that they became ruby slippers... Because they really wanted to see the color. Yeah, they pop. wanted that color to pop. <laughs> and they sure did it. Uh, all right, yeah. Final thoughts? Anything? I'm good. So, now after finding out how much you like this movie, I believe you're going to love Labyrinth. I I love David Bowie. I love Jennifer Connelly. And I don't know anything else about it. So I'm sold. So, I, so is that what we're doing? Or Hidden Labyrinth? Next? I, I really want to watch the, the Dark Crystal too because of the series coming out. Yeah, we're kind of having we're kind of having a a so a long time ago we talked. We haven't had enough movies with wizards in them. That was what it was. I <laughs> when we were doing Space Truckers, it was are we going to do Return to Oz? Are we going to do Space Truckers? Or are we going to do that third thing we talked about? And I could never remember the third thing, and it was wizards. Yeah, no. This is this is part one of our movies with wizards exchange. Yeah. <laughs> does uh does Labyrinth have wizards in it? It does. I mean, Jareth the Goblin King definitely does magic. He does so magic. He yeah. dances the magic dance. Yeah. That was the one thing I didn't like. They call the go- uh, the gnome king a magician yeah. instead of a wizard, yeah. and I was like, he's no, that's not fine. A- he's a, he's a magician because he's distinct from the wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah, he's not the wizard of Oz. The warlock of Oz. That w- <laughs> I would have been totally cool with that. Uh, otherwise. Is, uh, I'm gonna give it my personal rating is is a nine out of ten. My personal rating. I think it's a good movie. I give yeah. it like a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd go. Good. I'd go seven. Oh, look at that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit harsher than you guys. I is, I think I the the only the person in me that wants to point out flaws is the person in me that wouldn't enjoy the things I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to take the fun out of the things I liked, I would be able to do that. But I feel like that would for me ruin the. So experience. when I when I give a movie like an eight, nine, or ten, that to me is usually a movie that I would just. Like if, if I saw it on TV, I would watch it. Oh no! It's a movie that I would I get just. That, it's a movie that I would just like. When I'm just thinking of something I want to watch, like it would it would be an option, right? If I saw it, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty neat. Uh, so like for me, the movie I can always watch mm-hmm. is like Joe Dirt. No, <laughs> don't say that's not true though. No, I will. Always, so if I run, if I come across Joe Dirt, I will watch it. Yeah, but it's not a movie that I will like say I really want to watch Joe Dirt. Right yeah. Now. But like, so a movie that if I'm bored and I could always watch, you know, Pulp Fiction, uh, mm. Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, I can always watch. Hot Fuzz. It's like one of those movies if you're surfing through the channel and you see it's on, I'm like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing right see, now. See, mm-hmm. the only reason I do Yeah, like a, like a movie that I wouldn't mind just spending two hours that I had planned to do nothing else and just, just have that, my time. See, I disagree because almost all of the movies I would consider like a 10, I've only watched once or twice. The Dark Knight is a perfect 10 out of 10. I've seen it twice in my whole life. Both times were in theaters. I haven't seen it since it was out of that. And those are that's a perfect 10 for me. I think what a perfect 10 for me would be would be that movie that unbidden it could just jump into my head like I haven't watched this movie in a while. That's kind of that's kind of what Pulp Fiction is yeah. for me. Yeah, see I have a different relation. I'm I'm a very in the moment person as far as how I rate something, not a mm-hmm. how am I going to keep feeling. So I, that's a pretty big difference in personalities, I guess. It'll mean a lot of... It's, it's, I guess the only time that's not true, I have one exception to that rule. Con Air. Con it's a perfect 10, and I literally have watched that movie 
anytime TNT plays it, which guess what? It's every day. Mm-hmm. So I've watched that movie an insane amount of times. I love I've it. probably watched The Black Knight more than any human being on the face Black of the Earth. Knight? The oh, Black with Knight. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> DJ knows that was a movie that I played every night going to bed. It was always hot. No, thank you. When I went to bed. When I was when I was a kid, it was Austin Powers Gold Member, or it was The Nightmare Before Christmas, or it was Shrek One. Those were my three, and I would play them. On repeat, but even none of those I would give a ten. Shrek. Oh, I don't give the Black Knight a ten. Yeah. I've just probably seen that movie more than any other human being. Also, Martin Lawrence' better one uh, is the one where he's uh, oh shit, what's it called? He's a cop. Bad Boys. No, no. Oh, great movie. No, he's a cop who. Uh, uh, Bad Boys Two. He 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 lets a guy off the hook because he's trying Big to break Yoshi. into a car, and uh, when oh that's what he's doing. So he is pulling someone over. And at the time, the, the, the other character, not Martin Lawrence, um, guy's trying to break into a car, and he is getting chased by a bee, and he's allergic to bees, so he's swinging at the bees. I but someone that. takes a video, and it makes it look like he's beating up a black guy. Yeah. That movie was Martin Lawrence. It's called, like, uh, Serve and Protect, I think, or something like that. That's my favorite Martin Lawrence movie. Okay. But that's not, this isn't a Martin Lawrence podcast. We're done. Okay? <laughs> this is, yeah, we've, we actually made it to the end. Yeah, Return <laughs> to Oz. Uh, highly recommended by me. Pretty highly by DJ. Just recommended by Jake. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the movie. Uh, otherwise, this is Batman and the Machine. I'm Gavin. I'm Jake. I'm DJ. Thanks for listening. It's a